Rejection most times is the redirection we need to unlock our truest potential. Life puts us in some uncomfortable and unexpected situations despite our efforts and plans. So how do we look at failures as opportunities? How do we deal with life's uncertainties, identify some losses as wins, all while not labeling ourselves as total losers or failures? You'll find out right here on Redirection with Terry Carell. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Redirection with Terry Carell. How are y'all doing? I'm in such a good mood and I'm going to tell you why. You guys opt in every single week and it cannot be taken for granted. Like there's so many different options. There's podcasts and YouTubes and Netflix and all sorts of programs that you can choose to opt into. And yet still you take a little bit out of your time, out of your very busy schedule to opt into my content. And I truly want to, to, to tell you guys, thank you. You know, every single week I manage to be a top show. Uh, in Jamaica and I couldn't do it without you guys so continue to give me the ratings and the reviews and to send in your emails and your feedback and your direct messages every single one of them helps to encourage me every single week Um, also continue to use the hashtag redirection with TK across your social media platforms and yo thank you to those of you who visited my website terrycarell.com you jumped on the podcast page you shared your story i'm actually going through those emails and i have already scheduled to have some conversations with some of you people so you know what you might actually end up on the show once your story is that of rejection turning into redirection so let's get into today's guest right when i see this woman she is a beast she is a no-nonsense works very hard very professional like she is alpha dominant and when i had the opportunity of speaking to her i realized that she's actually the personification of your sit book and your don't sit chapter patrice j white is the personal trainer to the stars and she did this by building the dynamic lifestyle training studio brand what most wouldn't know is how she got there from childhood trauma to school fights janitorial work to her battle with weight loss and breaking negative generational cycles her story is one for the books. Stick and stay. We'll be right back. Hi, Patrice. How are you? I'm good, Mama. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Listen, welcome, welcome to the redirection with TK. Thank you so very much for being in the chair. Now, let me just say that I don't know how you do it, and for persons who don't know you, boy, they must be living under a rock somewhere, right? But for their benefit, you are like the super trainer of trainers. When I look on social media and I see some of the biggest names in Jamaica coming to you for you know diet and fitness advice and i see you putting them through the drills i say mighty god <laughs> patrice are gonna kill them but you managed to get there is yeah man you are known as that person like once you sign up with patrice j white you know you're going ball a couple of times she's gonna make your ball for your mother 
but you're going to get the results that you want. So the question I ask exactly. all my guests, you're going to get the results. You're going to mm-hmm. get the results. The question I have is, is this where you thought you'd be building this fitness empire, being an ambassador and a face for what fitness is, exercise is? Did you plan this out? No, I'm, I was supposed to be a flight attendant for Air Jamaica. That was... <laughs> You're kidding. I am dead serious. So my plan growing up was I wanted to become a bank teller or a flight attendant. If anybody years ago told me that I would be in the industry that I am in now, I would tell them blasphemy. That can't be real. Me, you must be mad. As far as you're concerned, you're going to be in the skies flying, looking fly Flying. Flying. All right, so let, us, so let us take it back to the, the, the birth, you know, the birth of Patrice. And, and, and the, the beautiful thing about it and the reason why, you know, I even started to have a program like this or a podcast like this is because a lot of the times we see people, we see their victories, we see their accolades, we see the hard work that they put in, we see them being the masters or the top 1% in their categories. But then what we don't know is how did they get there? You know, what mold them, what, what shaped them, what defined them to be the persons that they are today. And I, and I have to take it now back to the genesis, of, the genesis of Patrice and where she's coming from. So tell me about your earlier years growing up and what shaped you into the person you are today. Um, my childhood. Yes. I can, just, I can safely say my childhood shaped me into who I am now. So I am a product of a teenage pregnancy. Um, my mother had me when she was 15 years of age oh, wow. so I had two different two different factors working in my in my home um, I have a mom who you know constantly consistently um, reminded me that she should have aborted me her biggest mistake was not aborting me oh. and then I have you know I have my father you know when we were all living together in the same household I grew up in a domestic violence household um, so I don't know, I'm not picking up from my father, nor am I picking up from my mother, but I don't know if a part of the reason why she, I think, hates me as a child um, is because of her situation. You know, right. she's young, um, she's poor, um, and she's and you in a relationship. Yeah, you, you interrupted exactly. what her life could Thank have you. been. What her life could have been, um, and then she's now being, you know, being verbally and um, physically and verbally abused daily. Um, so even up this day, my mother and I do have a relationship. Um, so childhood for me is, countries, is this despite having seen the woman you have become, this, this independent, <sighs> fulfilled, strong-willed. I mean, when people see you, they see someone who knows what she wants, goes after what she wants, even after becoming the success that you are. No. no she we'll talk about that <laughs> we, we can get there um challenge for me was i lived with my mother and my father um they were still together right up to when i was in grade five um at all age school you know it's all age school you know so we all yeah you know all age i know so we know primary prep thank, high school thank <laughs> When I said all age to somebody the other day, they were like, all age, the whole man, you know? Um, so right up to, 
yeah, it, it, trust me, Terry. So right up to grade five, when I was at Olive School, um, I was living under the same roof with both mother and father. Mm-hmm. And then my mother left, I'm from Spanish town, so I was born and bred in Spanish town. I lived, um, I grew in um, Comarty or Rice and Park, you know, those right. areas, you know, back and forth. I'm a product of the inner city areas in Spanish town and Kingston. Um, then we moved into Kingston. My mother moved into Kingston. She went into a new relationship, came into Kingston, and I was living off the farm road um, with her and her new partner, me and my brother, because it was just me and I have a brother that follows me. Okay. And we started we started going to Tarrant Primary. Mm-hmm. Um, that also was a rocky relationship for her. And... Uh, her way of taking out her frustration. Like, even now, I don't beat my daughter. My daughter, she can tell you I've only lost my temper once with her in her mm-hmm. 17 years growing up, where she was literally beaten because I don't believe beaten worked. Right. I was beaten so badly by my mother growing up, growing up um, right out um, school, where beating for me no longer became effective because it I, was I normal. It. I know it what, was normal. It was normal. It was normal. So when I started going to Tarrant Primary... And did your brother experience um, that same kind of um, attention? No, no man, my brother, my, bro- for you. my brother, my brother, my brother is a gem. My brother is a gem for my mother. My mother has four kids, three boys and one girl. And as she eloquently put it on Facebook a couple of years ago, she has three kids, three sons where somebody asked her, but I thought he had a daughter because somebody sent it to me and somebody literally asked her, but I thought he had a daughter. So she has three sons and that's all that she's concentrating on. So when I used to go to Tarn Primary, um, I used to retaliate a lot. Um, and that's one of the main reasons, even now in adulthood with my mental health tour that I have, I decided to go back into the schools with the tour because a lot of times when you see kids are acting, acting out at school. And they have big um, issues. Thank, thank you very much. It's, you, you know, nobody sits down with them to ask them what is going on. You understand what I'm saying? What was going on for me at home was there is no love factor for me at home. The closest relationship I had at home was with my stepfather. Um, that was, you know, the, 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 the stepfather the that followed the new partner. Right. That was the closest relationship that I had was with him. Um, because if my, mother's, if my mother is angry about something, upset about something, I feel the wrath of it. Um, so when I was going to Tarrant, I was as bad as but can be, if you say, hey, a fight. And I used to but get But that's all you knew. And that's all that's you all knew. That's all I knew. That's all I knew. So I used to get in a lot of fights at Tarrant. Um, and then I get in fight and it cost her. Because um, I remember once I got in a fight and I tear off the guy, um, the, the boy, the left side of his ear. And principal call her. And, you know, I get flogged in a school because that's and medical expense And you probably her. got flogged in afterwards too. Yeah, man. And I get flogged in at school. I get flogged in afterwards, etc. Um, so that was... So for me, um, my idea or my way of getting out of my circumstances was, Pat, you need to concentrate on your studies, finish yes. high school so you can become a flight attendant or a bank teller. Right, because then you can yes, escape. <laughs> then I can, you can escape. escape. Did you ever... Then I can escape my reality. And, and, and you, you mentioned so many things and you dropped so many nuggets a while ago in regards, because I am aware of your mental health tour. And now that mm-hmm. I understand the why you know, the, the why you invested in this tour, it makes a lot of sense. And when you are a child, you don't even understand what's going on because in your little world, you're trying to do better. 
you're probably trying to change to fix and improve and mm-hmm. just be loved. I just want mm-hmm. my mommy to love me. And yet still nothing that you tried probably worked. You know, can you, can you talk it, about the things that you might that have that I tried? earned. Mm-hmm. I have tried to get your love and earned your love right up until I was 30 years of age. And, and I'm now 41. When I was 38, I, you know, I had to come to the reality that it was going to happen. And that's it. Um, but no matter what I did, so I love my father. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my father. And that also, again, frustrated my mother. You understand me? But remember, girls are for the father, boys are for the, boys are for the, right, for the mother. Right, right. And the, the, the more I loved daddy, is the more she hated me. You understand me? And that is something that I struggled with um, after I passed um, common entrance. I passed common entrance for um, Murgrove High School. And by the way, Murgrove. I just want to take the opportunity to say common entrance babies are the best babies. Are we some maths, English, English and mental <laughs> ability? We don't need nothing else in our life. So don't worry, P. I'm right there with you as a common entrance baby. <laughs> so when I passed my common entrance, I passed from Murgrove. Um, I lived with her right up until I was in um, second form at Murgrove. Wow. So, and did you carry the so, same behavior? Like, you know, how you say Yeah, man. It was, when I, went, when, I went, when I went to Murgrove, it, it, it got worse. So when I went to Murgrove, um, she moved back to Spanish Town. So we moved back to Spanish Town because that relationship was rocky. Um, we moved back to Spanish Town. We were living at um, Rivoli. We were living sometimes at Patch at Manchester Lane. Um, so, you know, we're kind of all over, etc. cetera. Um, How did it affect you in terms of school? Like, because, you know, in school, you, you know, you know, in high school, you are trying to adjust and adapt, you know, new teachers, new workload. How, how are you and are you even adjusting to high school when all of this is taking place in your personal life? Well, Murgrove was a, a culture shock for me. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I'm from Spanish Stone. I'm from, I'm from poverty, Terry. Mm-hmm. So certain things I'm not used to. I never even know that there was a all-girls school. I never, I never, when I did common entrance, I never picked from Murgrove. I'm from Spanish Stone. I'm a Spanish Stonian. So my two schools on CXC was, I'm sorry, common entrance was, um, St. Jaga High School and St. Catherine High School. Makes sense. It makes I, sense. That's yeah. all that's in Spanish town. Exactly. I never realized that I passed common entrance until the evening. So it's not like now when, you know, like GSAT and them things that come out, you know, from early. Right. And, you know, you have to wait, whatever. You know, you check the newspaper. Remember when Correct. The names with all the names the and all the names and Exactly. Yes, ma'am. And I, I went to St. Catherine and I went to St. Jago and partner passed common entrance. So, you know, we're, what my reality was, my reality was I was going to go to Tarrant Comprehensive High. And anybody that goes to the high school, we knew we didn't want to go to the Comprehensive High because it, would, it is called survival of the fittest over there. Oh, you understand wow. me? Wow. It, it was when I was leaving school the evening, somebody said to me, um, you know, one of the, you know, my fellow classmates, they saw my name at Merkel. So... I remember orientation, you know, pass exam, very happy, etc. Because now, you know, my pass. Right. Um, when we went orientation to show you the culture shock, when I went, I saw beer girls. And, you know, when you said the wrong thing at the wrong time, Terry, that yes. was me. So here the wrong thing, you say. So where the boy them there? And, you know, the entire auditorium, the <laughs> entire auditorium got quiet. So, you, you know, what you said, everybody heard that. Heard. And everybody's listening to you. You understand what I'm saying? Because remember, a lot of things was going on with me growing up. 
I didn't know what it was like to have a relationship, a mother-daughter relationship. My social development in terms of how it is that limited. I relate to people and deal with people limited. was also affected. It's very limited. And I carried that over into high school. So into high school, I really didn't have much friends. You understand me? Um, again, I have poverty dealing with it. Um, you know, in, you know, when you go to school, you have a different different segregation of friendships that are. Yeah, man, you have your cliques. Like that, you always have your cliques. You have your, you always have your clique, and I was kind of like the bounce about person because I was yearning to fit in somewhere. So you try to fit in into this clique. This is a clique where every summer they go away, they go to the USA for mm. summer vacation, they go Christmas vacation there. You understand me? So I don't fit into that clique. Then you try to fit into this clique, but at the end of the day, I'm just always an outsider. You have your one and two friendships. You have your one and two friendships in high school. You get right. where I'm coming from. But I was also the outsider. So when I reached second form now, my mother... I, you know, our relationship got so bad that I no longer could live with her. You understand me? My mother would come to, I used to take bus at Spanish Town Hospital. That was the mm. school that bus stop. You know, back in our days, <laughs> bus man really get money. Bus man really get money from we. Them so used to stop the bus and that. pack up the bus with yeah. the adults. And, and then when there's no more seats and exactly. no more space, exactly. I used to take exactly. bus. I understand. Exactly, exactly. exactly. So we know in order to get the bus, we used to go to Spanish Town Hospital bus stop to get the bus. You understand me? Because you can't reach a terminus and try to get it at Spanish Town Terminus because you know we're not going to get on. No. And my mother would come to Spanish Town bus stop and beat me at the bus stop. For what? Just to embarrass me in front of people. No, no, no. Just to embarrass me. Like, it's... Yeah, man. So, so Patrice... No, man, my mother is... Uh, she's... Let me ask you this, because as a girl especially, you know, I, I know students, when they're coming into their own, they're discovering themselves, they're exploring, they're socializing, and their behavior and the way they think is being formed a lot from prep school or primary school into high school. As a girl, I think there's a lot more pressure because, you know, you, you, there are layers in terms of beauty and all of these other things that go on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I want to know in high school, and, and of course you have the pride because you know you're poor and there are a lot of poor people pick me that go to school right now that are showing up every day smiling even though they're hungry. And they show mm-hmm. up with a little bus fare not knowing how they're going to get back home. And then there's also this pride. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how you were, and kids can be cruel. So we're also looking what? at, Look at what children <laughs> find out where your situation is. Yeah. They use it as a, yeah. you become the butt of every single yeah. joke. So my question is, even as you are trying to figure out this life and this, this, this deck of cards that have been handed to you, your mom is making this intentional decision to embarrass you physically and verbally. Mm-hmm. How do you manage to face the students the next day and the day after who are not only going to your school, but are a part of your surrounding community? So- this is where this is where the violent part of me you now start coming out. Mm-hmm. I used to get in trouble so often. If a fight takes place at Spanish Town bus stop, it's me, Barbara Martin, call. You understand me? Me should call because if you laugh after me, it's going to be a like problem. I don't want to fight. It's a problem. So the only way I knew how to express myself was by violence. That was the only way I knew to express myself. So in grade, in second form, I now went to live with daddy. So I was living with daddy. Um, my father is a taxi driver. And you know, a typical taxi driver, they have no woman. You understand me? So I've heard. Um, so, <laughs> so I got some sort of, you know, 
normalcy for I remember for second form. For second form, I got some sort of normalcy. That was when I was introduced to my stepmother at the time. And before um, you get to living... your mom, did you ever speak to your dad openly about your unhappiness and your really I mean, he might have known from the earlier days, but not that, that you reached that Daddy is not one that can, even though my father is not one that can physically um, or financially afford <laughs> me and my me and my brother. Yeah. Um, you understand me? Um, he was never in that position. Um, my father is not one of the brightest person. Um, and I think that's the reason why he, he acts or it is that he acts also because he really doesn't know better. So it's not something that I'm not picking up for him. You understand what I'm saying? But I understand. You're when talking somebody about don't cycle. know better, you can. And you're talking about exactly. the cycle. Just the way you said, for example, that you went into high school and it was a culture shock simply because you never had anyone who was in your and, ear saying, look at this, and, experience this. It's the same exactly, exactly. for our parents. And a exactly. lot of the trauma that our parents and some of us, our parents have put on us is because they have wounds that have they not have healed wounds. us yet. And, and they, have, they have what is called generation wounds. Because my, like, I don't have a relationship with my grandmother. My grandmother and my mother don't have a good relationship. She exactly. has a relationship with my mother, sister, if you get where I'm coming from. So you have that generation relationship that comes over to my mother and then it comes over to me. You get where I'm coming Absolutely. from? Absolutely. And if I didn't break it, it would have gone it over to my daughter. continue to your daughter. Absolutely. Exactly. 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 So I met my stepmother. Um, that was a woman that was in my father's life at the time when I was in second form. So then I started living in... Um, we were living at Tospen because she used to live at Tospen. Mm -hmm. So even though she and my father did not live together, I was living with her. You understand me? My father lived on his own. I was living with her. She took me into her home. Um, she had three girls. One of the girls also went to Margo. She was, you know, she was a year below me. Wow. And she took me into her, she took me into her home. Um, I remember when she and my father broke up, because as I said, my father, you know, the domestic abuse, etc. Right. So that leads to him having relationship issues. Um, so when she and him broke up and he, he was with someone else, I just didn't want to be a part of that, um, that cycle. So she took me in with her and I was actually living with her when she was living at Sherlock Crescent in Duenipa. And this is... This is a woman that she and my father were no longer together. And would you say, I mean, from. absolutely. And you haven't even, I got goosebumps, by the way. I got goosebumps. Mm -hmm. And because sometimes there are moments that, that happen in our lives and there are people who we meet in our lives that we don't even realize. You know, we, we know that they're significant or they played a significant role, but we do not realize how defining their presence were for yeah. us at that yeah. particular point in time yeah. that helps to redirect us on a completely so, yes. different path. So when, when I when I when 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 I became a part of Telma's family, mm -hmm. that was when I I started seeing some semblance of what family is. You understand me? And this is a woman who herself she couldn't she couldn't even afford. So it's not like she was rich or anything like that. Remember, if you know Sherlock Crescent, yeah, you yeah, know say. You understand what I'm saying? But she tries with her daughters. She tried to um, provide for her daughters. And she was also trying for me, an outsider that is with a man that, you know, she's no longer with. So, you know, I lived with her for a year. And then 
And how did the other girls treat you? Because sometimes, you know, when somebody else comes in and it's another girl, you know, it's my step, girl, you know. No, my, 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 my stepsister a gangster. So even <laughs> though I was older than, yeah, man, I'm a gangster, man, I'm a gangster. So even though I was older than her, you understand me? If something take place, a school or, you know, bus stop, them time they used to take Terminator now. And something take place, whatever, you better know, say. You get where I'm coming from? Even, even up to this day, she lives in Canada. Yes. You know, from time to time, you know, you know, we'll, we'll have brief conversations. We're not as close as we used to be, etc. But you never forget where you're coming from, where Absolutely. that was concerned. I hear you. In in third form, I went back to live with my mother. Oh. At this time, now my mother was living. She back into Kingston, oh, and wow. she was living at she was living at. And she was aware you were living with another woman. Yeah, man. She, my mother knows everything. She, so at the time, what was important to my mother was she and her friends, them, and you know, it, you know, it got already, you know, that type of lifestyle and cycle and whatever, etc. Um, I was living back with her at Seaview Garden. So I was living at Seaview for I think I was living at Seaview for like third form, fourth form. Seaview Gardens is where I learned that when gunshots fire, you dive in the bottom. You understand me, sir? Yeah, man. Um, so, and the relationship, then it was the same, same rocky relationship. My mother was a security guard for Gleaner Company. So many times I used to sleep, I used to sleep at Gleaner Company. Yeah, man. What's the name of the photographer that died the other day, man? Um, that, you talking about Yes, Winston man. Sale? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He was a Sale, funny tell you. Because he knows, he, I, he, he was one of those persons that literally grew me up because she, she used to be a security guard at Gleaner Company for my dad's parents' primary. So he knows me. So even through my Barcelona days and stuff like that, you understand me? He remembers me. But yeah, because I used to live. Lena used to be like one of my ramping ground because she was she used to work a lot of night shifts. You understand me? Um, so the the relationship between her, you know, me and her, it was really really rocky. Um, the relationship between my brother and her, you now that follows me, was rocky. too. my brother ran away, my brother was uh, my brother was living on the streets. Um, he was How old would he have been? Like, because you are in fourth form and he was behind yeah. you. So how old would my he brother, I think we are, my brother and I are not close. Um, I think we're probably like three or four years apart. Wow. Um, so he was living, um, he was a street kid. Um, she couldn't find him. Um, that was just all horrible the situation was how, in her household. How are your grades, Patrice? Because I'm trying to, so. listen, I'm hearing you speak. <laughs> And, 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 you know, I think it's important for me to say this now, and I say it all the time. When you see people doing what they do at a level that they do it at, celebrate them. You know, I find a lot of persons like to look at people at the level that they are and they try to find fault, they yeah. try to criticize, and they have absolutely no clue where people are coming from. They don't know how many losses they took to get to where they are in life. And I'm listening to you and I'm looking at you and I'm going, how? Oh. And, and how are your... You why I'm a rough. You see why I'm a rough, Terry. That's why I'm a rough. No, like, <laughs> no, 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 I understand how you make big man like elephant man. You know? And all of these, you know, people who we see in society as strong persons. No, I understand how you have the grit to make these people, you know, really bend in order to get the outcome because, yo, you have been through that literally. So my question is, even though we understand, we can understand why you're acting out. What about your grades? Were they affected, or were you able? I wasn't. I wasn't. I was not the brightest kid at Mergul, but as good at swatting. You understand me? As good at swatting. swatting. As good at swatting. So 
I was able to get the grades that I need to go to the next form, to go to the next form because of swatting. You understand me? And surprisingly, I was shocked when I got five, sixty subjects when I left Margrove. Because I never even expect I ne the only thing I expected to pass was was accounts because I love accounts and well, I Well you said you want to either be a bank teller or you want to be an accountant. <laughs> yeah, so I can understand exactly. <laughs> why accounts would so, be accounts and that bank. was the only thing. I never expect to get all a one in history. Like I'm like, huh? You get where I'm coming from, but I could at swatting, which which works out well for me. Um so I was with my mother up until um fourth form. My mother by this time now got two two additional kids for my stepfather. Um, so there are now four kids in the household, Seaview Gardens. Relationship with her, my stepfather, wasn't the best. And when it's not the best, then it comes over Back into the two older kids, which is which is me and my brother. But my brother just got fed up of everything and left. Um, my brother um, has robotic fever. So he suffers from that condition and also all in his heart. So after living on the street for over a year, he decided he that was the best, not can't worse than one. He was living on the street for over a year. So as far as he's concerned, nothing can't worse than one. So he came back. So then for me, going into fifth form now, I, again, the relationship with my mother, we just could not live under the same roof. So I started coaching with family. So I remember that um, I moved to Kencott um, and I stayed with my cousin in Kencott. Um, and that was where you now my sexual abuse trauma started. Um, you know, when you live in the ghetto and the area leader for the area have them eyes on you, it's either you do what they want or we have seen it, we have seen it, we have we, seen it repeatedly. Played and out. you know what? We've always heard about it, and it's something that we speak about. Um, some of us in hush circles, some of us speak out about it, but it yeah. just does not ever seem to have a a solution or there doesn't seem to be any yeah. any one body or organization that is trying to rid mm -hmm. us of of these men having the position and the authority to threaten families into submitting their daughters to them yeah, oh, yeah. um for me for me the truth of the matter is for me my first experience was that with that was when i was at CSU. Um, that was my first experience, but it became a repeated experience when I was living in Kencott. Um, so I was staying with my cousins in Kencott. Um, I was dealing with the, the, the issue of being repeatedly sexually abused by the area leader in, in, in the area. And then I'm in fifth form and my own thinking of, I am not going to become a statistic of the inner city. The statistic of the inner from? city is where did, when where you did leave... You Hold on, where did you get that level of thinking? Because you have girls who would have just said, all right, they would have yielded. They would have surrendered. They would have just said, okay, this is my life. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything about it. My mm -hmm. back is against the wall. I can't go nowhere. I don't have no money. I am a minor. Who is here to look after me? The person who is supposed to protect me is also beating me. They would have surrendered. What is it about you or where did you get that that, that mentality where you are like, this is not it. This is not my life. I will not be defined by what I am mm -hmm. experiencing now. I don't know. I think it comes from just me just naturally being a fighter. It's a Leo in me. I'm a Leo. So I think it comes from me just being naturally a fighter. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 like now I'm older. 
it affects me differently. You understand yes. me? I'm not as strong as I was when I was a child. Um, I break down a lot now that I'm older. When I was a child, I, I was like, yo, I'm just not going to get pregnant. I'm going to fight my way out because I am not going to become a statistics of where I'm coming from. I'm not going to become a statistics of my situation. Um, I had to leave my cousins because they then stole my sexy, uh, my sexy subject money. I had to go after three police station, bring um, police on them. And so, you know, I couldn't live there anymore. I ended up, um, a friend of mine at high school, um, her family took me in. So I then moved to Maple Leaf Avenue and I was living at Maple Leaf Avenue for the remainder of time of my high school, my, uh, the remainder of my fifth form years at Murgo. I give God thanks for that family. I mean, you had said that you were bouncing around, you know, just trying to figure out what clique you could yes. fit in. And you did say that you had maybe one or two friends. Was she one of those two friends mm -hmm. that, and did she understand so, what you were going through? Because in my head, I'm like, did you have a one friend who you were yeah. offloading on and she, she know this is what I'm going through? So she understood what I was going through to some extent in terms of my family situation. I never was upfront with um, anybody about being sexually abused because it was something that I was embarrassed about. The only person that I had this conversation with was... When I was in Fort Farm, mm -hmm. um, near the end part of Fort Farm, I was one of the set of girls then that we were deemed that we would never graduate because we were just always bad. Bad till we can't bad no more. Bad. So we were constantly getting in trouble. Um, so it's it's either we get I'm getting in fight trouble or I'm getting in hustling trouble. Now, in order for me to survive at Murgrove, I used to take downtown. I used to buy ping pong and cheers and go back to school or sell. And you know, that is illegal because I yeah, compete with the canteen. Yeah, the school so I used to get in trouble. I, yeah, so I used to get in trouble with that. I used to run partner. I used to run some of the biggest partner in You understand me? Because I'm here for us, I'm here can try to take care of myself as best as I can. You get where I'm coming from? Um, because it is what it is. You get where I'm coming from? I wasn't Absolutely. getting much i wasn't getting much financial help from daddy and it's not like i'm not getting it from daddy because daddy daddy does not give it to me daddy himself could even help could not afford it my father my father cannot read and write sorry he cannot read and write so i don't need to say anything more about that situation um so so i remember barbara martin you know she was the only person at the time that sat with me she's one of the best principal that i think exists in the schooling system. God bless her soul, she's not alive today. And after countless times, she, she started me, see me at her office. She, she asked me one day, what is going on with you? You know, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you if there was not one teacher yeah. or guidance counselor or PE coach. Guidance counselor. Terry, we're not going to guidance counselor. Oh, guidance counselor. No, man. I was wondering if somebody saw that it was a Remember, cry for help. Remember, so we live in that era now where the girls them don't trust guidance counselor. Okay? If you have a conversation with guidance counselor, it's all over social this media. So imagine, imagine back in my time, we never trust guidance counselor. You get where I'm coming from, I will never have social media then. But Mrs. Martin was tired of seeing me come into her office. And I guess she saw potential in me and she asked me, what is going on? Mm -hmm. So she was the person who I opened up to in terms of being, you know, the sexual assault, the abuse, the family situation, just everything. You understand me? And she tried her best to assist me as best as she can. You understand yes. me? Because 
it's not like she could take me from bring me to go and live with her because right. I don't know what her situation is. Correct. But she tried to she tried to help me as best as she can. And I remember she looked at me once and said to me, You understand me? Patrice, if you continue on this path that you're going down, you're going to become a product of state own. And Terry, I never understood what she meant by then. Mm. You know when I understood that? When I did my, my mental health tour at Homestead Girls Home. Yes. But at that time, I never understood what she meant. I just know say, all right, so she has a can't sound right. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, it not sound um, too good. So I it not sound too good. So for the remaining of my great um fifth years, I try to you know, you try to walk that um, clean path, but you know, say still I get no trouble, but the trouble is not as much as before. You get right. where I'm coming from. So you're trying to heed um, her warning, even if you didn't so understand, to, you know she was trying exactly. to give you good advice. I'm, I'm trying. And then, no, I had a, what you call it, like a good Samaritan. Um, his name is Joseph Thompson. Um, he from Spanish Town, same Spanish Town. Um, he has a shop that was right beside him. Um, it was one of those morgue places in Spanish Town. Can't remember. The, can't remember the name of the shop um, that sells supplies and stuff. Right. And so, so he was a gentleman that a lot of us, us school kids, um, you know, you used to flock to him. So you know, you know, you want to escape, you go to him shop. Yeah, he was you a safe haven. Mm-hmm. He was a safe haven. So, so you know, so you also have that. You know, you, you know, we also have that with him. When they stole my sexy subjects money, he was the one who gave me back the money to pay for my sexy subjects. So if it wasn't for him, you know, I probably wouldn't... Have such sexies. Yeah, so I probably wouldn't even know what would be the chart or the course of my life from then because I really don't know. So, you know, I had that. So, you know, you had a, you have persons there who try to help you or try to be there for you. But remember, where I'm talking from, I'm from the inner city. You understand me? So these are not rich people. These are people. Correct. These are all people are who are trying... almost in the same position, but they're just trying <coughs> to help you Ex- a little Thank bit. You. Thank you very much. In the same fifth form now is when my ex-husband and I started talking. So when I went to live at Maple Avenue, that's when we met. And, you know, you know, then that relationship developed. Um, so I get that. I get that assistance now from, from his family. You understand oh, me? Gotcha. Um, when I went to, you know, so I graduated Murgro. So I remember I and graduated And you get your accounts. You get your accounts. Girl, girl, couple things, couple things, something, couple and things. history, yeah. Number man. one, my year group was one of the baddest year group at Murgro. We almost didn't have a graduation. You understand me? Um, you know, but so this is how we made graduation. We made graduation based off of how it is that we were performing academically. No, we never really have much friend then. Because my mother tells say try to fit into the different right, and you're fighting. There's always going to be, and it's fighting. So I never have much friend there, and I lost friends because I was one of the few that made the graduation. So here I was, quote unquote, supposed to be one of the bad girls then, but then I'm one of the only few that's graduating out of the bad girls then. That means I'm pretending that there's a bad girl. If you get where I'm coming, yeah, man, absolutely. Then, then when I passed um, CXC and I got my five CXC, clearly. It was obvious that clearly me that pretend something bad. If you get where I'm coming from, because if you're that bad, you're not going to take up school. Of course, because you remember, you were already deemed as one of those who now going to become that, nothing. So right now, it's here, like you're, you're tricky. You're tricky. Let me tell you it, it. Yeah, man, let me tell you it clearly. So I graduated from Murgrove this week. So example, I graduated the Wednesday. 
uh-huh. the Monday morning, the Monday morning, I started Duff's Business College. So I was able to go to Duff's Business College because of my ex-husband mother. You understand me? Yes. Um, you know, she gifted, gifted me the opportunity of continuing my, my, my studies. So it's either I go back to sixth form or, you go know, straight or into I go to, go to business college. You couldn't afford to go to, couldn't afford to go to quote unquote university or pre-university, et cetera. Cause we just couldn't afford it. Um, I, I wasn't interested in going back to Margo. You understand me? I really, at them time, the Arden Six Farm, they are kicking out the boom, you know, but you know, so I don't, I never even tried applying to Arden Six Farm because First off, they're going to take back their, their graduates first and then any space leave, it's not going to be for me because I was just not the brightest. Mm-hmm. So I went to Duff's Business College. So I remember starting Duff's Business College the Monday morning, right after graduation, along what's with another girl. What, what's going through your head? Are you, are, you, are you more comfortable with the idea that, yo, I'm going to make it? I'm going to make it. I was, I I was successful. I, I became, I became my focus in terms of life change the first time I was raped. You understand me? I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't defend myself. I had, I had nobody to turn to. And that was when my resentment for my mother went from resentment to hatred. Because then I started blaming her for the course and the chart that my life started taking. Yeah. You understand me? So for me, in order for me to, to, to get out, to, it's one or two things. It's either I'm going to get out or I'm going to die. So in order for me to get out, I have to, I have to get five safety subjects. I'm get your education. Like, Jamaica get your education. Job or a bank teller. That's what I think. You understand me? And that's how I think. So I started Duff's Business College, still struggling and thing and thing, you know, you know at the time, you know, my ex-husband and I were, you know, together and thing, struggling because we were both poor and stuff like that. Right. Um, and, then and at the time, McDonald's, you would have just been your boyfriend at the time. Yeah, at the time. Mm-hmm. And then McDonald's, a fast food restaurant, came to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And yes. at the time, you hear fast food restaurant, oh, look, I think both free burger. Because no time we go to bed on greener. Yes. We used to go to bed. When, we, when my girlfriend and I that started um, Duff's Business College, Tashani, we used to live in Seaview together. And I know, yeah, we live on Kidney. We live on Kidney. Or I used to live at Seaview and Sean used to live um Waterhouse. I think so. But we live on Kidney till we're weak. A kidney at a staple in our house. Kidney and chicken back and stuff like that. You get where I'm coming from? So when you hear McDonald's fast food restaurant, you hear burger. Yeah, you hear luxury food. And, and fries. Yeah, man, luxury food. You're hearing luxury food. So I went and I applied for that job. I was going to business college in the day and I was working McDonald's in the night. Um, when, when business college is out, you know, when school up on holiday and thing yeah. and thing, um, you get, you know, you, you shift them, you shift, you might work like an early shift and stuff. And I'll never forget. And that again became my driving factor in terms of I must become successful. So kids can be mean. Kids can be mean. mean. But we know this. Kids can be mean, no matter what generation it is that you're in. And I'll never forget uh, my first job at McDonald's was as a janitor. Up to now, I still can't manage a big yellow bucket there. You know, the big yellow um, industrial bucket. So I used to, when you come in the lobby of McDonald's, I'm the one that you see. So hold on, Patrice, hold on. So when you say you applied to McDonald's, it wasn't cashier again? Mm-hmm. No, girl. We never it wasn't packer, hold on. It wasn't rapper, rapper, no, and, we never, no. and shoveler, we never and the fries. No, never, I never start out there. So start out when I'm the floor. 
start out with me and mop the floor till I move to thanks for making it McDonald's or may I take your order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you're saying you're yeah, mopping man. the floor. So I was I was one of the janitors them at McDonald's. So when you come when you come on the, the branch that's on Content Spring Road, I think yes. that's what, what's there now, Juicy Beef now or yes. something like that, right yes. beside the gas station. When you come in, because that was my staple store. When you come in, I'm the person that you will see outside in the lobby, mopping the floor, sometimes fighting with the big yellow bucket. You get me? I come from the and the mop, heavy, and the heavy mop. Bucket. And the heavy mop. And then, you have to, and then you have to try ring it. You know, the thing where you push it to ring it. To and squeeze it. it. I was a person. Yeah, man. I was a person. And by the time you're, you know, your fellow classmates or schoolmates that you were at Murgrove with your idol, at sixth form, or some of them went to pre-UE. I don't yes. even know if they still have that now. You know, pre-UE, yeah, pre-UE, etc. And I remember one of them, um, it's a set of them came in, and he, he, I literally heard when one of them said, yeah, man, we know that so she never come out to nothing. Because you know them, you know them girl, a bad girl at school. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so basically, and, you, and were, you, you were exactly they expected in their head. That. Yes. I was, where they, I was where they expected me to be. I was where they expect, expected me to be. So I was with McDonald's, I moved my way up McDonald's streets. I moved my way from, um, you know, I was on the front line cashing or I'm at drive through thanks for making it how, McDonald's. How, how did you get there? Because here's, and I get goosebumps, like I love stories like this because a lot of mm-hmm. the times I tell people, you're not always going to get the big job right on top. Sometimes you no. have to start small and then you work your you way have to. So I, yeah. so I started, so I started, um, you know, the wiping floor etc until so they call us crew we're crew members and then you know you move i guess you know after performance and stuff they started training you so you move up in terms of crew member then i remember uh, a mutual associate of mine i know came into the store started working and was wearing a blue top yes you understand me i'm a good team i'm say oh yeah we're blue top yeah he was in a higher position than me and I'm like, them times when they had duffs me, I do, I'm an I'm a honor roll doing accounting, um, accounting and big diploma. I'm, you know, I'm a little five. Yes, you're subject, shutting so. it up. Yeah, but you're, yeah, you're so, doing it. So I don't understand how it is that he can come in in a higher position than me. He came in as an AA, administrative assistant. Yes. So we're the, they're the ones who do like the payroll, the, the staff payroll and stuff like that. And, you know, the mm-hmm. admin stuff, check off, you know, check off and stuff like that. And him, so I said, oh, what kind of qualification you have? And when him tell me, I said, but I have more than you. So I then went to the general manager and, and said, hey, I have five CXC subjects, plus I'm in business college doing an accounting and biz, you know, you know, business, business course, right. Exactly. You understand me? And he said to me, I remember the Friday evening I spoke with him and he said, come to head office following week and meet with him. And two weeks time, I started doing AA training. So that so I was the one who went after that position. I went because it's, it's I saw the somebody of audacity. But not only yeah. that, I tell yeah. people all the time: don't sit down and wonder. If you want to know something, you have to do something for yourself. And what you did was yeah. you ask, and only when you ask yeah. can you get the answer. So you basically yeah. ask, you get your answer, and you say, "Oh, but wait, but this are me." Mm-hmm. And you yeah. took on the role. Fantastic. Yeah. And then I got promoted. From that now, I got promoted to manager training. You understand me? So I rise up the ranks and, you know, you get like a promotion. You can now rent somewhere on your own. So you rent yes. a little furniture place, a vineyard town. Some used to live a vineyard town. You understand me? You know, you try, 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 try. And I left from McDonald's. So when I finished off now, 
I left for McDonald's and I got a supervisor position at a cellular company that was on Malines Road. So you remember the time when the big brick phone them come out, you know them? Brick, <laughs> or we just get bust with them, big brick phone there. And only yeah, a few man, people then. had them. And only, so yeah. So I used, you know, so I was working there for a while. When I got that job, I think I moved again. So let me tell you, let me tell you. Oh, Patrice, I, you moved oh, my, three million times in a year yeah, man, yeah, lifetime. No, no. So I started moving away from the ghetto because the ghetto keeps reminding me of, I never dealt with, I never dealt with the trauma of what I went through. So I keep moving away from the ghetto. So a couple of things I started doing, um, Terry, um, people ask me now why it is that I work so hard. Mm-hmm. And my response over and over is for financial independence. Yes. You understand me? Yes. The, the day I became financially independent. Freedom. Was Freedom. Day, exactly. Was the day when I have control of my own life. So before I applied for the job at, at, at the cellular company, I tried to chase my, 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 my dreams. Remember me to tell about my dreams? Yes, dreams? ma'am. So, at this time, I never bother applied to Air Jamaica because when you look, Air Jamaica is only hiring the pretty girls. Them, I mean, not pretty. We mean in a pretty. You know we mean in no, a pretty. Or is this pretty. what you were telling yourself at the time? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm in a pretty. So I, I didn't, I didn't even bother apply for the Air. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't apply for it for two things. I don't think I had the complexion that they were looking for. I right. thought, and I was not pretty. The, what so you believe their standard? To, what you believe their standard of beauty? Their was. standard. Exactly what I believe their standard was. So I tried for the bank position um, job and I turned up at one of the prominent um, banks um, right now. As a matter of fact, they turned out to be even, even my main banker right now. And I applied oh for God. that job. You understand me? When I applied for that job, I don't, I didn't get the job. I didn't get the job. I don't know why I didn't get the job. I don't know if, you know, I don't know if, if the interview was horribly. I don't know what. All I remember. Well, is listen, they, 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 they used to say, though, that banks were no different from um, Air Jamaica in the sense that even to be a bank teller, you no, have to look at certain... I learned that. There's stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Not look, you have to live at a certain address. You have to live at a certain address. And that, and she told me. When I exit the interview, I'll never forget. You understand me? Um, one of the person that was sitting in the interview, she said to me, um, you know, when, you know, you, you escort, you know, you escort the persons out, etc. And she said to me, she said to me, let me give you a bit of advice. Whenever you're applying for a job, you understand me? Never use your Seaview Gardens address on, any, on any resume. Eternal, it's sing about it. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you get where I'm coming And you're from? coming to I'm handle funds. Money. You're coming to handle finances and yeah. funds. So how is this going to be? Terry, at the time, at the time, you know, I never live a Seaview, you know, but you know, you know, you know, update the resume, but it's not like says a better address would still be on it because I still live in various inner city areas. And I remember when I went outside, so, you know, this is what I said to her, you know, pride, again, I think it's a leer in me, I have, have a man ego and my pride has bursting with tears, but me I hold it down. And I said to her, you said the name Patrice Wilson, it's going to be a name that you will come to reckon with. You will remember this name. And when I stepped outside the bank, I started crying. And that killed my, that killed my dream of ever applying for any bank job. So this is, that was the reason why. That was the reason why, oh yes, I applied for that job before I applied for the McDonald's job. That was the reason why I took the Jennifer job at McDonald's. Oh, okay, I no, I saw, understand. I only saw myself working certain jobs. But I tell people, McDonald's was the one who changed my life because McDonald's instilled in me a certain discipline. Yes. I remember, you know, 
to work for the international fast food restaurant. You understand me? You have to, you have to be at work at X time. You, you, you know, sometimes clock since I working in the night, you clock put your in. hours. And then I have to still be doing my schooling. You know, when I go to Doss Business College, remember I tell us I'm a swatter? That swatting thing catch up on me when I'm an exam. I have to call on dead pan daddy. God forgive me. <laughs> I remember I had to tell them, because I was on a, on a roll, and I had to tell them that daddy did, I couldn't get to study. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need time. You kill I had to tell lie. Um, yeah, I, 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 Jesus Christ, I'm going to take the cross. But daddy, please forgive me. But I had to do that in order to be able to sit the exam again because I turned up in the exam and my mind went blank. The sweating, that is when I remember sweating feels. Yeah, if you forget one thing, that is it. And while you are more Patrice and you are being disciplined and you're being focused and you're seeing the fruits of your labor mm -hmm. because now you're seeing yourself move up, mommy and your brothers, because they were a part of your family. We were still not close yet. We we get there, we were still still not. The only person who I had that constant communication with and we weren't living together still was my father. We did kill off. You understand me? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, Terry. <laughs> now Jesus Christ. So what happens at two, then? At two times, I kill off daddy. You know, I kill off daddy. When I go UCC, I kill daddy again, you know. Terry, Terry. Like I'm she's like, yeah, bottom. I am no, not the brightest. You understand me? And the only thing I know is to do is to swap. So... My life now took a change mm -hmm. when I got I got a job at Kingston Hub Distributors. So I I applied to you know the job agencies then. Yes. So I was sending out application to the various job agencies because I was very unhappy at the seller company that I was working at. Um, I was going through um, the sexual assault now with the owner. Um, so so not physically where I'm, not physically where I'm actually did anything. But harassment. You know, you know that. Yeah, the harassment. the harassment, going through the harassment of, um, of that. And I can't do it without a job because remember, I need a job to pay bills. You understand me? And we talk about the financial so freedom because to, you don't want to go back yeah, wherever. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I was applying for jobs at different, you know, the job agencies, you know, yes. the different, different agencies that you'd send your resume and if them get your job, them take like probably the first for the first two weeks. Out your salary, etc. So I got a phone call from Kinson Hub Distributors that was looking for a party service manager. Um, turned up, they were at Mullines Road at the time. Turned up, did the interview for the job. Didn't get the job becoming on my experience. But you know what they saw? They were the ones. Um, some of the principals of Kinson Hub also own Taco Bell, a fast food restaurant in Jamaica. Yes. So they own Taco Bell, a fast food restaurant. And also own biggest fast food restaurant. One was at Ligania, one was and at we know that you have experience with fast food restaurants. Ex and, and accounting. Remember, I was doing the accounting Correct. thing, and remember, I was at McDonald's and stuff like that. So, what they did was they hired me as an accounting clerk to do the accounting stuff for Taco Bell and to do the accounting stuff for Biggers. So, I was doing paperwork. But, Terry, another thing that, another trait that I developed is, is when you tell me, say, no, or I can't do it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to become more driven. So when I started working at Kingston Album, I wanted the party service manager position. So they hired another young lady for the position, and she lasted one week. You understand me? That's but then not still easy. Get the job. That's not no, man, it's rough, man. It's rough, man. It's rough, it's rough, it's rough. So she lasted a week, but it's not like I still was going to get the job. I remember my name and experience. 
And I remember um, they, they hired somebody else after that was with the company, I think, for like two years or something like that. Um, but I remember going to my boss at the time and I said to, me, said to him, I want you to teach me about the industry. Hmm. And he, he taught me everything about the industry, how to work out down to the last ounce of the liquor and the bottle. So he taught me how the ins and outs of that industry. So you decided to you learn. learn. So I decided to learn, which is, which is something I'm trying to teach my daughter now, because our generation, our generation of kids or interns or stuff like that, they now work for free. I used to work at, so two things happened when I got that kid. And we're not job. saying, we're not yeah. saying that people are to be exploited, but what we're saying is that a no. lot of the times when you get your boss in life, it is because you went in for free, but you performed at a very high Thank level you. and people Thank said, you. all right, you're Thank worth you. coming to the room. Thank you. Thank you. So two things happened when I got Kinson up job. When I got the Kinson up job, I remember my salary for the month was $16,000. US? And me again, I moved out of the ghetto. No man, 16000 Jamaican dollars. 16000 Jamaican dollars. Jamaican dollars. And, and I moved out of, at the time I was living, I think that was the Vineyard Town. Vineyard Town, I remember, I moved so much. Oh my God, the homies are born saying, wherever, whichever ghetto I was living at, yeah. I moved out. And you know, my move, Terry, my move gone uptown. My gone up, made a room. No, I went and I rented. Yeah, man, I went and I rented a one bedroom furniture. You know, good girl couldn't afford furniture. Right. I rented a one bedroom furniture and my rent was $16,000, a full pay. And you're still with your boyfriend? You're still, you're you're still. We were living, we were living together. So. I can pay the rent, you understand me? We, you know, him, him camera to work and stuff. Oh, another thing that used to happen. Them time then, I used to drive on like an old vehicle. Yes. You understand me? No ladder? Yes. The ladder will have 20, diff- 20, 20 different colors on it. So I used to be laughed at. I used to be laughed at at the end part of Murgrove. I used to be laughed at at, at Duff's Business College. I used to be laughed at. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, them ladder, beer nice it make on. Smoke and yeah, you, you know the two you know the two color the two color is when you prime it the primer color the primer color yeah man yeah man yeah we were we were two poor people we were two it's poor okay individuals. though because that's that where, ladder got yeah, you that's where, where you we're coming from get, huh? that so ladder would, got you so where he, you needed to get so he would carry me to work and pick me back up from work you get where I'm coming from mm-hmm. so I didn't have to worry about you know the expense of getting to work and stuff like that so I moved out of the ghetto. So for me, I need to get the party service manager job. Yes, yes, because ma'am. that is focus. me moving. That's me moving up. So Peter Wong taught me everything that I needed to know in the party service industry, and I used to work a lot of times, free in the night because you know party keep a night time. So I used to work my nine to five. Used to do your accounting for the Taco Bell and all. Yes, mm-hmm. and at night time, at night time, I used to work in the service at night time, free. No. Let us say, let's use good times as a party. Yes. Good times done, example, five, six o'clock in the morning. And the staff bus, them care by the time the staff bus done, drop home staff and everything, because I have to take the bus as everybody else, the same staff bus. When the bus drop home, if the bus dropped me home at seven, eight o'clock, I better be at Beverly Lopez work by 8.30 because they are two different jobs. You understand what I'm saying? And the two one you're actually jobs. hired for is the accounting it's- one. Is the accounting one where barely covering my bills? You understand me? You're a beast. But then I worked my way. I worked my way, and I, I proved 
I became I became a dominant force in a Kintano party service where a lot of the clients, even though there was the party service manager at the time, they were coming. Everybody to knew me mm-hmm. as her as her as her as her sidekick. If you get where I'm coming from, yes. Everybody knew me as her sidekick. So when 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 she no longer was in the position, when she didn't renew her contract, I then got the position. And when we get the position, I never even was called party service manager, supervisor. If you get where I'm coming, yeah, from. man. And I I never got the company card that she got. You get where I'm coming from? But why? You Man. have the you have the grades and you now have the experience. And clearly, I don't know. based on what the clients were saying, you clearly were the woman for the job. The, I, I sometimes drive the car, but I never got the company car that was never part of my package. And if you get where I'm coming from. Absolutely. And and I accepted I accepted for what it is because that catapulted me, whatever the word is, Terry, mm-hmm. to me launching my own business. So, um, you know, I got married. So I got married when I was 19 years of age. I got married the first year when I started working at Kingston Hub. That, that same first year, um, I got married and I started working there. Um, my mother, by that time, you know, had left Jamaica and she was working at Cayman. You know, when he, so she was in Cayman working in Cayman. My brother, my brother, now, um, you know, there's another thing that took place in our lives. Um, my father went through the process of finding out that my brother was never biologically his he own. Is. By that time, by that time, his biological father now filed for him. So, you know, he no longer named his birth certificate had to be amended. Everything was and changed. His father's correct name. Everything was changed. So my, my brother now left Jamaica. Um, my you're here. My brother left. Oh, sorry. My brother left Jamaica um, to migrate to his to his rightful family because right. in order for him to migrate, DNA test now proves oh, that, that he, he is. is. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, so, you know, so there's no family thing right there. There's no family thing right there. Then now you have my two younger brothers. They were living. Um, they were living with. At first, they were with their father. Mm-hmm. At, sorry, at first they were with their father. Um, I don't remember where Andrew went. I think Andrew went to Cayman to something like that. But they were now living with some guardian of the state or whatever. Some guardian, not of the state. Right, so guardian. you're clearly so showing living. how the family just does not exist. Yeah. Everybody's the just family in just the doesn't exist. Place. So they were living in De La Vega City. You understand? While I was working at Kintanob. So I was at Kintanob, I think, from 1999 to 2004. Mm-hmm. I went into... I went into Kingston I went into Kingston as a young, naive teenager. I remember I got married the year I went there, which was 1990, 1999 when I was 19 years of age. So I went into Kingston as a young teenager, naive young teenager. And I left Kingston as a mature somebody that has her name, a mature a mature go-getter with a different mindset and I knew now what I wanted. When I left Kinsonob, I left Kinsonob with my daughter because I had my daughter when I was 24 years of age. Yes. So during, so Kinsonob, as you know, I'm always grateful. I, I speak about it, Peter Wong and David Wong. I'm grateful for how it is that they have molded and grown me into the party service industry because- Which was an industry, them, by the way, you never thought about. It was the industry, and I never even know what was a bar service. I learned, they had to teach me everything. 
the nooks and crooks and cranny of mm -hmm. the entire business. Um, I also had to learn how to deal with the staff because, you know, I was now dealing with a lot of the same um, persons like myself, that are personalities like myself that's coming from the inner city. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, is that type of job is supposed to be a male job. So I'm now doing a female job, which is really supposed to be a male job. So you're talking about you're working in the night, you know, in the night, in the night, in the night. And managing but, personalities and making sure everything is managing, managing personalities, making mm -hmm. sure, you know, stuff like that, etc. Um, I got some of the best experience there. I ran, I, you know, I, 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 I was a part of some of the biggest shows that yes. took place um, from Kingston. So then where, um, does the seed, then where is the seed planted within you to say, you know what, I can actually do this on my own. Like what I have learned, so, I can actually go and, and create my own business. When, when in 2003, in 2003, um, we started having a conversation with, uh, when I just started bars to go, it was a man named um, Gatti. He keeps mm. mellow vibes and stuff like that, etc. Yes. And we had the conversation and he's like, you know, at the time, the business module, I believe, for Kintanob was changing. And because the business module was changing, they were now losing customers. Mm, you understand me? Sure. So it's a matter of time where it's a matter of time before I myself would be out of business, um, out of job, if you get where I'm coming from. And, you know, you have him and you have other persons. So why don't you go on your own and do this? Yeah, and you if you see the gaps, from? fill them. And if you, because, you know, I already had those relationships. I built those relationships, etc. But you see the security of that salary we're getting, that salary security. I was never interested in leaving because of that salary security. I and then I got pregnant. And then I got pregnant. When I, two months after my daughter was born, I decided that here what, I cannot, I no longer can be now living with security of a salary. I have to know, I have to know, think, oh, am I going to feed my daughter going forward? You Absolutely. get where I'm coming from? I remember at the time now, my, at the time now, my ex-husband was working for the government and theme job just really wasn't, I was earning more than him. Is is if you get what right? So no, you 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 have to expand your capacity. Everybody, Patrice, you have to expand it. Exactly, exactly. So I had the conversation with him um, before I leave Kinsanobi. You understand me? This is what I'm going to do. You get where I'm coming from. Um, so as a young entrepreneur, I'm going to be out there looking it, looking the food, looking it, etc. My daughter was two months old, so I'm not going to be able to play mommy role at home. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know how to play mommy role. Um, when, when, when I found out I was pregnant, it was a happy and bittersweet moment for me. So I found out I was pregnant when I was three months pregnant. You know, you go through the cycle of missing yeah, what you're supposed to miss to know. So yeah, you're pregnant, never even realized that. You get yeah, you're, supposed, you're supposed to take your um, prenatals and everything already in a patrice yeah. and you gone through <laughs> already. And I found out I was pregnant at three months old. Um, and it was a bittersweet moment for me. The pregnancy itself wasn't, it wasn't a horrible pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was fit and, you know, Kaifi, any, anybody who knows me from Kingston of Days and will tell about, you know, you see her in the bar with her big belly and she rough same way. And, yeah, like, she you know, moved it. I was, yeah, man. I was, I, I, I was, the only issue I had with my pregnancy was I had morning sickness right up until the day when my water broke. You get where I'm coming from? Um, but, oh, and I couldn't, I couldn't take any prenatal. I didn't take any prenatal. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take gravel. So I lived again on a lot of kidney, 
liver, milk, it's all these things that I OD'd on. I, I can't eat them. I did OD on it. The only thing I know I'm able to drink is milk. Question, Patrice. Did you ever fear, now that you're pregnant, and, and, and looking back at the relationship that you had with your mom or the lack of relationship you had with your mom, was there ever a part of your pregnancy where you were worried and fearful if you would be um, the right kind of mom? Did you ever fear That's that right. you could possibly That's right. became your mom? That's why it became a bittersweet moment for me. Mm-hmm. I know nothing at all about family structure, Terry. Nothing at all about family structure. I know nothing at all about... So let me give you some so a, a, a background of my working history. Remember I tell you that I had a hard time fitting in, fitting in with any group at school. Whenever I moved in the working industry, I had a hard time fitting in also. I just didn't know where I fit. Yeah. You understand me? And it comes back to how I was socially developed. Like it, it came back to that. Oh, I socially developed. If somebody do me something, it's black and white for me. I just cut you off. I cut you off. I don't want to hear anything. I cut you off. And oh, that's no. just, that's all I am right up to now. I just block and move on. You understand me? Um, when I got pregnant, my mother was living in Cayman at the time. We started communicating briefly, you know, like, like communication, not briefly, like communication. Right. And... Instead of my mother being happy for me, or I thought, no, this would be an opportunity for us to have a relationship. She and was heal, more jealous. And heal, of, for Christ's sake, heal. And heal. She was more jealous of the relationship that I had with my with with, with my with my daughter's grandmother. Oh. You understand what I'm saying? Um, so I just realized right then when I needed somebody to teach me about motherhood and. And how to tend to a newborn and stuff like that. It would not have been my mother. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't her. It was my it was my my daughter's grandmother. Um, then I went out and I started my own business. Yes. Um, when I started Barstagoo, um, I had to work. It was you know I hit the ground running working, um, and for the first two years I barely saw my daughter. I, and I remember that brand. That brand was a premium brand that yeah. served all of the it best, was, the best place, the best parties. It, the, yeah, it was it was a lot of work that was put in the brand. Um, two things happened. I had to go back into um, a nine to five job kind of setting in terms of when I was building my brand. So I was working at main event, main event for a brief stint. Um, you know, a few months, etc. Had that relationship with um, both Stella and Richie, which also helped my brand help the Barcelona brand develop. Awesome. Um, you know, so that, 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 that helps me. Um, another thing that um, helped my brand was the same Good Times guy, Bobby Chantrell. Mm-hmm. So when I went on my own, Good Times was the first big party that I did. And I remember Bobby said to me, Pat, the amount of cash that passed through our bar, they have the security of dealing with a company. So if anything should happen, there's a company responsibility. Right. Suppose something happened. Suppose something happened. You understand me? And I said, Bobby, I'm the one who have been dealing with good times from, for the past so much years, etc. And both him and his business partner, Man Jerome, they trusted me and I was able to do good times bar. When I started out, when I started out bars to go, we started out bars to go out our one truck back. So we send the truck back, we send the truck, go run of you. Yes. Again, it's relationship, it's relationship. A lot of times persons are afraid to take risk. But if you have the right persons who... They watch how you have been working and, and, and they, they'll put their name on the line for integrity, you. So, integrity, credibility, track record. Integrity, credibility, track record. You're absolutely right. 
So for me, it was in the format of Rima Wright. Rima Wright, she was at Red Stripe. She left Red Stripe. She was at Renevio. And she used to take out things in her name on, on an assignment account at Renevio. And I used to use a truck from St. Kinsanobel. I'm one of those truck drivers, you know, renting back and things. Yes. And he used to go Renevio on a Friday, pick up the things then. We do the party Saturday, Sunday, and then care about the things that my Renevio Monday morning and then second. Hey, mm-hmm. That was a big risk doing it because can you imagine him park up in truck Saturday night, Sunday night, and somebody take him truck? If you get absolutely from and that's how that's how I ran bars to go. Jetty and I ran bars to go for the first three months. Then bars to go became bigger, bigger than 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 just a little hustling thing. And my business partner and I weren't seen eye to eye because this is how I believe. You make money, invest it back in the business. Yes. Whereas I was in relationship, I was in a relationship with a promoter. And this is our promoter thing. You make money, you split the, you split the profit. And you, 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 you're yeah, yeah, I get it. I get Whereas, it. I get it. Two different principles. Exactly. So it's two different principles. So it started causing friction between me and him in terms of this is somebody that we were friends long time got before you. we got into business, but we have two business, um, two different business philosophy. You understand me? So eventually, so he sold me his shares of the business and I went on. And, you know, even, even, even now in, in, in Mokiada and say, you know, I was stupid and I should have, I should have missed looked back because Pat was the business person. And I rented, I went back to my trauma land, my trauma land. I went back into Kencott and I rented that warehouse in Kencott. Wow. That's where we set up shop for bars to go. You understand me? Um, work the industry. Um, I formed some good relationships with key people that helped me along bars to go with. So when people ask, you know, about the success of bars to go, or they will say, "Boy, bars to go was such a successful brand. It was such a nameful brand, you know, household name." Yo, sometimes when you go to the parties or you went to the events, once yeah. you heard bars to go was serving, you automatically yeah. knew that you were yeah. you were going to get premium service. That is what it became synonymous. So, and it, it 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 came from putting in the work. It came from putting in the work, but it wasn't me alone. So when I left Kinsanob and I started bars to go. Around four months after I started Bars to Go, Kintanob put an ad in the paper to say that I'm, no, I'm not affiliated with the company and I'm not allowed to do business on their... Because they, I think in their, in, 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 in their head, they're trying to figure out how it is that I'm doing it. Correct. Whereas I was, nev- I was never doing anything, using anything from Kintanob. It was Rima right. Got you. You get where I'm coming from? Got you. So you, you realize where I'm getting from. It comes back with key people who believe in me and believe in the brand. So there's there there's several things that happened now when I when I went on my own. Solomon and Rich, Solomon Sharp and Richard Beer assisted me in that main in terms event. of pushing me in the yeah, main event in, in terms of pushing me in that direction. You understand me? Um, even though my working relationship didn't last long with them, I then had a business relationship with them after where whenever it is that they were doing bars, etc., it is me. You understand me? Good. Then you had a man that started working at Red Stripe at the time when Spurnoff, Zachary Arding. Yes. And I tell people, we even to this day right now, yeah, man, even to this day right now, even with Dynamic Lifestyle, I'll take up the phone, Zachary, we need your help. And you hear where I'm coming from? So Zachary Arding was, 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 was at Red Stripe, the company itself, you understand me? Yes. In charge of Smirnoff, in charge of Smirnoff. And Zachary played a pivotal part 
in my company's success and the direction of my company. When Zachary left um, Red Stripe and went to Wisinko, it's the same thing. So even though I was putting in the work, yeah, man. You understand me? Because I was turning up, I was doing the work, I was working. When you come into the bar, you don't know who is the owner from who is the staff because you were seeing me there. Work, yeah, yeah. I also had I also had help from key persons in terms of the direction to chat me. And, and that's um, a good point because what you are what you're also trying to show people is that even if you're good at what you do, and even if you have a great attitude yeah. and mindset and approach and you're putting in the work. That, that is going to take you far. People are going to notice it, but it still means that you need to foster the right relationships. Yeah, you need to have the right... Thank you. And to expand. Thank you, Terry. You need to have the right relationship. And for me, that played a pivotal part for me as a getter girl breaking into the uptown market. I hear you, Lola. Because you had, another, you had another uptown service. Remember, you know, Paris to go then became the service that took over Bacchanal Carnival. The carnival. I was doing Bacchanal Carnival. I was doing Byronie Carnival. I am not from Bacchanal social circles. Right. You get where I'm coming from? Absolutely. And I remember I, I remember I was in a setting once at the deck. And there was a group of person there. And I was in that setting. And the person said, I don't know why it is that they keep using an outsider to do the bar. You don't when fall in them class. Use, You're not in them yes, category. I, they, they need to use the other bar service because the other bar service and is one of I them. Think somebody, somebody's related and it's one of them and he's from the same social class, but I am an outsider. You understand what I'm it's saying? It's all right. You've always been an but, outsider. It's all good. But I've always been, a, I've always been an outsider. Good. And I think that also, because of the fact that I've always been an outsider, it continues keeping me on the outside. Because I am not doing what you're expecting me to do. You understand me? I'm doing the opposite of what you're expecting me to do. Yes, ma'am. And then now, I have key persons now that um, I met at Red Stripe that keeps, that, that guiding me. It's a David DaCosta, man. Dave DaCosta. Dave DaCosta was Guinness brand manager. You understand me? He left and he went, he, you know, he, he started working for Diageo Global. Yes. Even when he's in Africa working, no matter what, I could still reach out to Dave. You understand what I'm saying? You know, he guided me a lot. But you know, that's a reflection of who you are, though, because these names that you're calling, and I need my, my listeners to understand that these people are not going to put their name and sign their name against anybody or put their head on a block for anybody unless they truly believe this person is worth, is yeah. worthy. That does so it yeah. shows you your level of professionalism, your work ethics, and right. your attitude. So I have persons like those in my corner, you have the Safia Cooper, mm -hmm. you have, um, you know, at the time now, my mother now, so, so here where things get turned with me and my mother now. So when I started Barris to Go, um, my brothers, um, I remember I had my, 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 my third, sorry, my second brother, so he would be the third one in the, in the, in the, in the order. Um, in the order. Um, he started working with me, you know, I took him into the company, etc. And he was, so he was, he was, he was, you know, one of the party service coordinators for me, etc. Cool. stuff like that. My other brother, um, my other brother is like me. Him is a troubled child. He's mm. like me. You get where I'm coming from? Um, and he used to get in a lot of trouble. Remember in Oliva de la Vega City, what happened with Spanish Town? Two things. You either we go into a clansman or one or other. You, you know the guy. Right. Yeah, you pick. You pick or choose. You pick. You, you pick. It, you pick. It, you pick your battle. Um, he wasn't involved in a gang, but your friends with persons were in the gang. And I remember once my 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 my, my 
you know, Andre called me, he was at work and he said that he just got a call from Adrian. Um, Adrian apparently is in jail. And I said, I mean, Adrian is in jail. Apparently he was picked up in a police raid two days ago and he's at the police station, da, 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 whatever. And then I got upset, you know, I, I remember calling my mother. I'm like, when are you going to learn to be a mother? The hell, Correct. you leave these kids, you leave these to kids with a guardian. To just grow on them to, and, 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 and he's not home for two days and the guardian don't realize that something happened. You get where I'm coming from? And I had to call, I remember I had to call Tara Playfair to get a link to somebody at Spanish Town Police Station. Bottom line is, I had to turn up at Spanish Town Police Station. And, you know, so what they did was them run him, apparently run him to the system. There's no foot, fingerprint anymore. Right. The police them was explaining whatever, etc. And I'm like, but why is he still here? He's underage. Why is he still here? And the police said to me, yeah, I like same thing. I come from Spanish Town. Good. You understand Wait. me? Whoa, a good man. This and re- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, le- I let him talk and I let him hype and I let him go on. And when he finished, I said, I am from Spanish Town too. Born you understand me? Born and raised and grew in Spanish Town. All of them bad era where them come from, I've been there, lived there. Manchester Lane, Tivoli. Sir, Manchester Lane, Tarspen, Rivoli, all over. You understand me? Signam, all over. Anyway, they eventually let him go and thing and thing. And, um, you know, he, he was still with the Guardian because I couldn't take him in. There's no way. When I could even take Andre and Andre, Andre can be around me. Right. Adrian is a person where Adrian is like me. He's a troubled child. And you I'm have a your daughter. Child. Remember, you still have, and, uh, you have a daughter. You have exactly. a daughter. Exactly. So, you know, you're trying, to make, you're trying to make everything work, etc. Then my mother had to come back to Jamaica now. Oh, Terry, I missed out that one year. In trying to build a relationship with my mother, when I was at Kingston, my mother tell us her life started going nice to me. Yes, yes. My system started assembling to life. I yearned a relationship so badly for my, with my mother that when she was getting married, she couldn't afford a wedding just to like go to the registry or whatever. Right. And I was the one who went to a Chinese restaurant, rented out to do a dinner reception for her. So the relationship, just to put it in a nutshell, I'm, I'm grateful for her to give me life. Um, but I'm just an opportunity for her because I'm now in a, I'm now in a position, a better position. Yes. So whenever, she, whenever I see her, whenever she needs help. So at the time I, I was there for her to pay for a wedding and now she has to come back to Cayman because from Cayman because they have passed some law. When you have the Jamaicans and working there for X amount of years, yes. you have to go back home before you can, you, you can go back. So when she came back, she had, she started working, working with me. How did you manage that? How, how, with everything that you've been through and all the times that your mommy has disappointed and even when you gave her opportunities, she never took that olive branch and said, well, let me just try. How were it, you able to reconcile and say, you know what? Everything cool. I'm going to do it anyway. How? It's, it, it, I never did because it's just business. She's just there because she needs a job. When she's able to go back to Cayman, I never even knew she was going back to Cayman. I remember she came to me the day before or two days before, you know, giving me some story like, you know, she need X amount of money to do some sort of something, whatever, some story. And then two days later, I found out she's back in Cayman. Well, as you said, you were used. But you know what's so it, funny? It, it's for me. Oh, boy. Even when you're being used, when and, you're and, for a relationship, you, you, uh, uh, I'm so sorry. As for, I was yearning for a relationship. And during that time frame, she never even took the opportunity to be, you know, to be a grandmother to my daughter. She never took that she opportunity because she's not interested. She doesn't know. She doesn't. 
she doesn't know at all. So, you know, we had the bars to go, you know, the bars to go. Another thing now in terms of anything it is that I do, I have to find a way to set myself different mm-hmm. from my competitor. Different. I'm not bright. Yeah. You keep not on bright. saying you're not bright. I, I am not. Know. I am not. I, don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think I agree with you, Pat, no. because you keep on saying you're not bright. Sorry, I was I able. Pat, I know people who educated, who have title, PhD, masters, all sort of bachelors, all sort of things, degrees. And I know that if you if you had put them in some of the positions and circumstances that you were in, not even with all of those titles that tell you say you're bright, they would have been able to. So I think you are much brighter than you would even imagine. Maybe not by society standard with them PhD and them papers, but as a living, breathing survivor who knows how to thrive, you are very bright. That's how I feel about you. Thanks, sir. You're too, too kind. <laughs> no, that's what I feel. Seriously. So, I met, so, you know, I, you know, I met Garfin during my Barsico era, Garfin and Patrick. So yeah. Garfin and Patrick used to do PR stuff for me for Barsico. Another person that was critical in my Barsico success also was Cavell Christie. Yeah. So you, when you have the right PR team, you understand me? They now Magic. started, they started differentiating me from everybody else. I started going to UCC, you know, because, you know, you know, I went and I did an associate. Yeah, man, I forgot um, And then, I forgot my thing now, because even though I was running what is deemed as one of the most successful business in Jamaica, I knew nothing at all about business. Yes. And when I say business, you know, the back end, you know, the yeah, back end element of business. Absolutely. I know how to make, I know to make the front end part of business work. But you need to I understand no, it. Exactly, exactly. I need to understand the back-end part of, of the business. So I went back to school. Um, I was traveling a lot because one of the things that I always do with Barisigo, I travel a lot. Um, I trade show keeping, I go, in, I go in here, I go in there because I want to be on top of, on top of my industry. That's how you separate yourself. I remember now, I'm a female in a male-dominated industry. industry. Mm-hmm. I have to... I have to make sure that I am a thought leader in everything it is that I do. Um, and it was one of the, on one of those conferences I went away, I met now Dale DeGroff. Um, I sat on a presentation with him and I said, I want to become who he is in Jamaica. So he's known as the king of the cocktail in the United States. And yes. I'm like, I want to become who he is in Jamaica. Cocktail in Jamaica. You, you understand me? So that was when now I now shifted from bar service to where I am going to learn the art and craft of mixology. And that, that move that I did was the move that solidified and set me up in terms of making me known as who I am. Because the truth of the matter is, I, you know, I am instrumental in terms of how it is that Jamaicans look at bartenders. Right. Um, before, before, if you said to somebody, say, Mr. Bartender, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying I go college to go turn bartender. Correct. You understand what I'm saying? Because when we think of bartender, elevated, you redefined, you redefined exactly. the role. When and we the think, view. when we exactly when we think about bartender, what we used to think, we used to think about the bartenders, them at the bars, Little like you know, in the inner city that works exactly, exactly that works. Who don't really um, talk and have no personality. Thank you very much, and mm-hmm. you have to dress sexy and stuff like that, etc. If you want, yes, yes. No, you know, you teach a bartender. You know, they have to understand the craft of the business and they understand their earning power of the business. 
Absolutely. By this time now, I have companies flying me all over the Caribbean Look at to God. teach, to teach bartending. I get in, I get in goosebumps, Pat. I just want to bring it to your attention that you did not become the flight attendant, but what was happening is that you are now being flown to serve. Yes. Jesus, please. Yes. 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 Who's going to come about you? Yes. You wanted to see yourself as a flight attendant, and there's nothing wrong with yes. being a flight attendant, clearly. Yes. But what I am saying is your trajectory changed so much that now you are yes. you are seated yes. in the plane and you are flying, but your role is but, not to serve as a flight attendant, but to be served. Blows and skirts. Go on, two yes. parts. Oh, I never God. look at it like that. No. Yes, I never look at it like that. Sir. Look at right. listen. I, don't play with me. I was... I was traveling all over to teach bartenders in different countries. I was traveled all, I was, you know, I was thrown all over to also do cocktail seminars, talks, stuff like that, etc. All I was also even approached by um, um, Don Ulla te um, Tequila when they were coming out with their luxury drop um, tequila book, cocktail book, to be one of the top bartenders all over around the world to submit a recipe for that book. This little good to girl from Kencott who fight and carry on bad. This little good girl from Kencott. Then now, those same girls that laughed at me, that told me that I would never turn out to be anything, they weren't surprised I was a janitor, turned up to me to apply for a job at Barstigo. What? At Barstigo. Look at life. At Barstigo. Yeah. At Barcelona. But what I started doing was when my daughter now became two, mm -hmm. I then made that pack that I have to break the generation curse yes. that has been carrying forward. Yes. So I know nothing at all. I know nothing at all about family. I don't have a family relationship because I'm not close with my family any at all. Mm -hmm. um, Understand. When I, talk yeah, when I talk about family, um, persons will always hear me talk about my immediate family. Um, if you see me on social media, it's always me and my daughter. Yes. You understand me? Um, my daughter and I, we are so close. We are That's close till we can't close no more. Um, I started doing things with her that I, I wanted. You understand me? I date her. With, you know, I date my daughter. You know, we have, we date these. You understand what I'm saying? Um, we sit down and we chat. You understand me? I support her dreams. I listen, you know, we have, we, the, the type of policy that we have at home is we have an open house policy. I'm a very strict mother, very, 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 very strict mother to the point where she said to me that when she wants two kids, because she tell me she thinks I'm selfish to have her as an only child. It's <laughs> selfish to Thank God my daughter and not will, this conversation. <laughs> and she will never do that to her kids. So she wants two kids, but she's going to let them grow up with grandma because grandma will put the right of fear in them because she's too nice. Um, so they are not going to be rude kids because I'm, you know, I'm going to They're drive that wrath of fear. Um, That's but beautiful. So even, though, even though she fears me, Terry, um, she's, very, she's very outspoken because mm -hmm. that's how I grow her. Because I know what used to happen to me as a child. So if somebody touched her, she must be comfortable enough to tell me yes. that somebody touched her. Hmm. You understand me? And so she tells me everything. We talk about absolutely everything. So in order not to bring across generation curse, you understand you decided me? To bring I realize, I realize that I have to try. I'm not the best mother. I don't know how to maneuver this motherhood thing. 
But Listen, Pat, remember some motherhood and parenting will come with a manual. We are literally learning every single day how to navigate I am, this space. I, I, I am absolutely trying. Beautiful. Then I went through, you know, I went through that process of, I went through a very bitter divorce um, that also, you know, also impacted my daughter. You understand yeah. me? Um, and I had to come to a realization where if I say that I am going to break generation curse, I have to break generation curse all overall. It can be, it can be just generation curse in terms of, you know, the mother daughter side of the relationship. It's all relationship. But it's also, it's also generation curse in terms of thinking that co-parenting can't work. Correct. You get where I'm coming it's from. Um, That's a big it's, it's, it's also where it doesn't matter what happened in the divorce. You get where I'm coming from. It has nothing at all to do with the child. Um, because of the love that I have for my daughter, I must be selfless in anything that is in relation to her. You um, get where I'm coming and from? That means that there must be healing in whatever relationship so, ensure exactly. that she can be well taken care eggs, of. Eggs, 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 that's, exactly. a, that's a big so woman. Was, big woman thing. So, so thank you, Mama. So there is a point where my ex-husband and I, we never used to talk, we never used to communicate, we never used to do nothing. And now we not just are we not just are we talking. You get where I'm coming from? We are both celebrating Good. Michaela's success with things. Good. Good. You understand what I'm saying? We are both celebrating her success. Um, you know, with anything it is that she do. So it's you would never believe, and she, at times she's like, I'm just so uncomfortable. I'm not used to this. <laughs> you guys are so... <laughs> because she's not... Yeah, she's not used to us communicating. It's healing. Because she has gone she has gone through the process of... She was in the middle of that bitterness. Yeah. To the point where she... Remember I said to you that we have an open relationship. And she looked at me once and said to me, she'll never get married, nor she'll have kids. Because all marriages end in divorce. Seeing, because of what she's exactly. experiencing. Exactly. All marriages end in divorce. And kids are the ones who get hurt. What you've done, what you so have done, what you have done, and as you rightfully said, to break the generational curse is not just parent to, 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 to child, but just everywhere is that you are her Everything. You are going to be her point of reference. And what you do is going to be the example for her of how she's going to deal with her intimate relationships. And even yes. when they don't work out, how yes. do you still maintain some yes. amount of, you know, hey, yes. how you You're do absolutely so right. Yes. She's going to be looking You're to you. You're absolutely right. And that's a beautiful yeah. thing. So here it yeah. is. You're doing your, your, you have your build, your business. You're building your empire. You are, you are developing socially, personally, professionally. Yeah, you're going mm -hmm. through your, your, your divorce, but you're working through it. You build, you're, you're still growing your child, but then dynamic lifestyle. I mean, where so, dynamic lifestyle comes from? <laughs> where do you become so. the personal trainer for everybody in a Jamaica? <laughs> The celebrities and all. <laughs> so, why my life came through North Charters and North Charters. So, I fell in love with the mixology business, the bartending business, um, where, you know, I was driven by a passion that was, that was fueling me. When I went through divorce, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with because... I was married to my ex, my ex-husband and I were together, I think, for 16 years and we were married for, I think, 13 years or something like that. We did it together for long. Long. So, 
for long. So for me, you know, I'm now in my 30s. I have a child. I'm an independent person. But everybody that knows me now, they all, they, they know me as Patrice Wilson McHugh. Yes. They don't know me as Patrice Wilson. Correct. If you get where I'm coming from. No, absolutely. Um, I, went, I went through the period of where I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You understand me? I went through the period of I was hurt. And when I said hurt, I don't mean hurt because, you know, I wanted the marriage or stuff like that. Because the marriage, has just, it has just died. It has done its right. course. It was, a, it was a childhood. You understand what I'm saying? But hurt in terms of, I feel like a failure. You yeah. get where I'm coming from? And, and women usually take it of, like that because when we hear yeah. of divorces, you always ask, you, you always feel as if, you, you know, you're so good at everything else, but you just could not make yeah. this particular it, thing work. Hurt in terms of what now becomes my identity mm-hmm. because I was, I built an identity. So outside the bars to go. So, so here's the unfortunate thing. I, I, I do it. I've done it also now in Dynamic. I have built the brand dynamic itself, yeah. and then I built myself as a brand. Yes. So you have bars to go, and then you have Patrice Wilson McHugh as a brand. But then I am no longer married. So what does that? But look I can't like? drop what the name. That? Yeah. So what? what it, it, you know, exactly. Woof. Exactly. So Layers. I was going to. I was. I was very lost. I was. I went to a period, um, Terry, where I was lost. Um, the only sense of family that I knew also now was taken away. I have nobody to turn to. I had to be turning to my friends. Um, I was really, really, I went through a period that was just really dark for me. I lost all interest in the business that I was doing. Um, also, the market also was becoming saturated. So, you know, at this you time, you have the bloom, in the, the bloom in the bar service, everybody doing bar service. Um, the up and coming parties that are coming up, they're not really interested in quality. They're interested in, in the quick and fast, quick and fast, just do quick and fast, quick and fast. So I just, I, I just, I fell out of love with it. And along with the, the, the I went through a really messy divorce. Yeah. I really, really went through a messy divorce. So along with the, the, the behind the door factors of what was going on with the situation with, with myself and my ex-husband and stuff like that, I just, Terry, I cut off everybody. You are done. That, you are done. You are just if, done. If, 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 if you and I were good, good friends, we had nothing at all, but you're friends with my ex-husband, you're Chop. cut. Chop. I want nothing at all to do with that life. So I, I, I cut. You understand me? And that was um, self-preservation. So when, you know, that's your coping mechanism. Yeah. You know, and people that, that, everybody may say, but that's not the right way, but all of us have our own yeah. coping mechanisms of dealing with what we're going through. Yeah. And then by that time now, um, it, was in that, it was in that time frame that my mother now went on social media. She only had three kids. And then you see her all over my ex-husband Facebook profile, I write up on all them things and whatever. And I'm like, you're supposed to be my mother. You know, so I was just, I, I was it really was a in a dark, yeah, I was really in a dark period, a dark, dark period. Um, I had friends, you know, friends that was there that, you know, they were there and they tried to be there for me. Um, but another thing, I can be your best friend, Terry, and I can also be your worst friend because I really don't know how to be a friend. I understand. You understand? Remember, that I, remember I, I don't have that social culture. So if you say the wrong thing, I'm just going to just shut down, cut you off, and that's it. You interpret and it how you interpret it, and that's just it. You're done. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's, it's just my way. It's just my way, and that's it, and I move on. So I went through that time frame. And then, um, so everything now started coming down on me in terms of, I know how to deal with the reality of what I went through in my past. 
because I'm no longer now on the move. Remember that I never used to have to deal with it because you I was always stopping. driven. Just like what COVID yes. did to a lot of I'm, people who had to yeah, stop. Man. I'm, I'm now driven. I have to, you know, I have to pass my sexy subject. I have to do this. I have to do that. Now I have nothing to do. You understand me? I'm dealing with, um, as overweight. I'm dealing with my overweight issues. Um, I'm dealing with the issue of me now. The reality just start coming down on me in terms of yeah. all the emotions and stuff like that. I went through that depressing stage. So I supposed to have things going good for me because I just started a new relationship. Um, you know, relationship is going good and thing, but I just wasn't happy. Yeah, because you were the, uh, Yeah, the, 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 the mental health issues that I had, they now start surfacing. You understand me? So I remember in 2015, it started out, um, it, I, you know, it started out as a joke with Donovan, where Donovan said to me, my present husband, where he said to me, um, we weren't married at the time, babe. So when you have to give birth, you better look so big. You understand me? And Oh, wow. Any, it hit yeah, man. It, it hit me, man. It hit me like a load of block. It hit me. It hit me. Um, because I've been struggling. as always a skinny child. Always, always skinny. And... After birth, I just couldn't lose back the baby weight. Yes. As a matter of fact. Which happens to a lot of women. When Michaela was two years of age, I had a 10-month-old belly on me. That's how big my tummy was. Mm -hmm. And I had to do, I had to do um, liposuction. Mm -hmm. So the 10-month belly moved from 10 to like so probably seven months. Yes. You know, so I always have that um, struggle, you know, insecurity issue in terms of where my tummy Body and body and issues. And every time I put on weight, the belly get bigger and bigger and bigger. So when he said it to me, even though it was a joke, it really hit. It hit you. It hit something. It hit something. And that now became my why. You understand me? I was really struggling for the entire 2014, trying to lose weight. But it just wasn't happening. Remember in a new relationship and, yeah, you, know, man. Go, you know, honeymoon stage and thing and thing. Nice, you know, man. Well, nice. And we we'll go and, restaurant exactly, and thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. So I was really struggling to lose it in 2014, but it wasn't happening. So in 2015, January, he said it to me. I went upstairs the morning and I take, you know, we women who take with before a picture and, and, you know, I give myself that talk in the mirror. Yes. I going to do it this time. He didn't do it this time. Um, I reached out now. Um, I had a relationship with some mean girls on social media. And I reached out to I reached out to them because they had a coaching program in yes. terms of you know to coach you. Cause you know some of us really need coaching. I, I agree. I just came out of a conference yesterday, and even a woman yeah. who was a CEO said, even when you think you're at a capacity, you yeah. need you, you other need people coaching. to take it to the exactly. next level. So they had a coaching program, um, but I just couldn't afford it because. My, um, you know, my husband and I at the time, we just bought a house. Mm -hmm. So we just bought a house um, two months before. And you know, it got already to you buy a house, you broke, you broke, you, the Christmas. You the deposit alone. Cool, no man. You Thank you very much. Um, and then that year we were getting married. So we, you know, we were actually getting married that year. We're so investing elsewhere. Any, any additional fund, it just wasn't there. So I really, I really couldn't afford the program. And a conversation was sent to me um that that they, that they had in terms of you know she'll never lose weight without her help blah, 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 blah. some very mean stuff um i literally read the conversation myself very very mean stuff i remember i said to you when you tell me i can't you have to prove them wrong in america chipping yeah you have to prove so them when wrong. i started out my journey when i started out was just to prove them wrong 
And I remember the person who shared the conversation with me was also a part of the coaching program. And the bitterness in me said to the person, I'm going to lose weight for carnival. I'm going to lose weight. You that is paying your money to them, you're not going to lose as much weight as I am. And them themselves that is struggling to lose weight, that is offering coaching, I'm going to lose it. Too. I was just so bitter. So it was, I was in the wrong That was your response. You know yeah, but, but it happened. But, but that was my dri driving fuel. And I became so disciplined in terms of, I changed how it is that I train. I was training. I wasn't doing the regular gym training anymore. Mm -hmm. So you see, what you see as a dynamic lifestyle program is how it is that I, the, you know, we said a test that you You're not normal, Patrice. You're not normal. So what became a dynamic program was a test thing. So for the first 11 days, I lost 17 pounds. Wait, and is the it? weight just keep dropping. Wait, so well ago. Yeah, man, in the... In the first 11 days, I lost. Seven. The first thing I did, Terry, was I enter a running challenge. Can't run, you know, because on the 5K scene, I was always coming in with Uncle Roy or before Uncle Roy. For sure, if you know Uncle Roy, you know, exactly. You're lucky Roy, I didn't in the 5K, I come in last. My asthma would attack me. Uncle Roy, <laughs> Uncle Roy sometimes would pass me. I said, come on, come on, you can do it, because oh, he's on. always encouraging and things. So, so I was never a runner, you understand me? I'm, I was never a runner, etc. Um, but the competitiveness in me, in terms of, you know, you have a trainer with pain, also telling, you know, telling persons that I'll never lose weight because I'm lazy. Yeah, I'm lazy. I'm not going to leave for whatever. <sighs> but then I know that. I was lazy. And then you have persons who, it, it really caught me in terms of the comment that was said by one of the mean girls because this was somebody that I looked up to. And it's a mistake that a lot of us make on social media. We look up to a lot of social media people that are not real. They're just there for the money. You understand me? Mm -hmm. So I set out, I enter the, the, enter the competition, the 100 mile competition. In addition to that, I changed up how it is that I started eating. I was yes, eating and stuff diet. like that. And then how it is that I trained. So you'd see me on mountains. And you did this all by yourself. You did this by yourself. And you are doing all, all of this. All by, all by, all by, all by. And what I was doing was, I was documenting. So I was documenting. So, yeah, so people knew I was losing weight, but people weren't seeing the oh, chiseled the result. Oh, um, so they know. I was also, there was a, there was a, you know, I entered a Spartan race and I needed to get, you know, like the army type training now to do the Spartan race. So I was paying a, you know, I was paying a trainer that, you know, dealt with that type of thing to bring me up to level for that. Right. So when I turn up, I rise up. One of the things that I said to the young lady that showed me the conversation is when I go to Frenchman, rise up, may I go, um, no cover up, no cover up. And when I turn up to rise up, I was as tone as tone can be. I, was, I lost, I moved from... At my heaviest, I'm 210 pounds. But at that, at that time, when I started this journey, yes. I wasn't 210, I was like 205. And I moved from 205 pounds at the end of January to kind of um, Easter Sunday to 140 pounds. 140 pounds. I still was not where I wanted to be yet, but I moved from But that visibly, everyone can see that but visibly it was the clear. outcome. I was at Sun Nation party um, the day before Carnival um, Sunday. And when everybody was at the party drinking, I was sipping water. My gym clothes was in the bag. When I left that breakfast party, I was at the gym because I had Carnival the very, that was the last time I drank Carnival. I had Carnival the very next day. 
So when people saw me at Carnival now, I was chiseled. Absterior where doctors tell me that I'd never be able to get. I, I was told I'd never be able to get six pack because I, I did a C-section and you have that loose right. Um, You know, I have to do tummy tuck and I refuse to do surgery. Um, trainers tell me, everybody tell me, you know, you know the, the professionals told me I'd never be able to get my tummy a particular way. But you did it. When you see me, when you see me, when you see me and I turned up, I developed a sense of discipline just by proving a point because I had the wrong thing fueling me. Yes. But hear what? I'm happy. I'm happy it did because it made me fell in love with the lifestyle that I was trying to find long time. Because a long time ago, I did the fitness. And I mean, you know, yeah, work right. or something, but I never loved it. I was just doing the diet. I used to do like the HCG diet, the Atkins diet, the this diet. And I tell you, I did And like as soon as the diets come out, because we always say I need diet soon as, at the child. Exactly. And the minute you go back to eating the correct way, the weight come back on, don't it? And it sometimes come back on 10 times fold. What happened with, with this driving force of me trying to prove wrong and now trying different things, mm-hmm. I started falling in love with the lifestyle because, like example, if I do 10 burpees, and I realized now it, it used to take me like 10 minutes the 10 burpees. In the name of Jesus! <laughs> So if it used to take me like 20 minutes to do 10 burpees and it now takes me two minutes, I want to see how much more I can do. So I start pushing myself. Then I start surrounding myself, you know, surrounded with the right people. So I remember in my burst to go life, I was surrounded by the right people that guide me. Remember? Yes, yes. In my dynamic lifestyle, I am now surrounded with the right people. So, you know, I, who are I pouring met, into I'm, you. Who are pouring into me. So I met, you know, everybody thinks we're related because we tell people that we're brother and sister. You know, my brother Kurt, you understand yes. me? Um, he's one of the lead trainers for Fit Factory Fitness that in Toronto. He used to live in Jamaica, you understand yeah. me? So I met Kurt at a critical point in my life when you needed that figure there. You get where I'm coming from? And Kurt is, people think that I'm hardcore, he's a hundred times more. I cannot picture me. that. Yeah, man, yeah. He's, he's I encourage any of you listening who do not know Patrice, <laughs> you can just go. I'm sure you hear about her and I'm sure you've seen the viral yeah, videos man. with her as a trainer. I can't picture anybody so, who top he, you. He, he's a hundred times, you know. And so from day one, he always support me. He, he, a lot of the times, he will be at Mountain Spring with me when I was going through. You understand me? He'll be pushing me. You understand with the, you know, with the um, Palisados, pushing me. You'll be at the house pushing me. And that was all the love. What did the, did the mean girls, because everybody in your life who laughed at you, who said you couldn't do this, at some point in time, they all came back around, full circle, three, six. So, it, so right after, right after Carnival, I then know it's obvious I'm going to launch my own program. You understand me? Um, because my program is going to be done the right way. I'm not teaching you about starving yourself and dieting and I'm teaching you about it's about eating in moderation and you understand me and discipline it's consistency discipline showing up you get where I'm coming from and how it is that you eat you know um so you know for the for the 2015 we went through that we went through that battle kind of you know them sub battle there on yes. social media so, you know, you do like, you know, your sub-tweet, your, sorry, your sub-post on Instagram and stuff like that, etc. You know, you look a shade and stuff. But by I reach October, you understand me? October 2015, my mindset now was different. My mindset is, pattern. originally, you started off this journey just to lose weight. 
You understand me? You have, I started gaining followers on Instagram because yes. people are seeing know me, myself, people, myself, that, that is one of them in terms of, I was big like them. I went through the struggle. Can I remember, you know, lazy than me, I can't find it. My mom is lazy, you know. And not only that, remember, nobody can eat, eat, eat the country in poverty like me, you know, because me is an eater. You yes. understand what I'm saying? So people now were able to start identify with me. And I realized that I don't want to be that person. I want to always You realized your purpose was so much bigger. You just didn't know it. I have to always be as authentic to myself as I can be. And that's, you know, so my thing changed. Thing changed to where right now, the mean girls them talk now. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm coming from because it's no longer about that. And then I decided now that we're going to push out dynamic now because I spent 2015 again. In everything it is that you do, you have to do your research. Yes, you have to put in your groundwork, etc. So I I found persons who I can use as my groundwork. You yes. understand me? Um, two different persons. One person who can actually train with me. Mm-hmm. She was two hundred odd pounds. Can train with me. Do the same things that I, that it is that I do. And she dropped a lot of weight. The other person, because remember, in weight loss, you know, what does people buy? They buy results. That's Correct. what they buy. That's what we results do. We, we like the before, results, always results, the after. Not results where we spend them three months down the line. They're going back to square one. And then I use another individual that she's not able to come to me to train. So she was doing the own training element of it. Wow. And both individuals started out at 200 and odd pounds. And they both lost the same amount of weight. One working out with me, one doing it from home, and all I was doing was sending her, you know, WhatsApp her the program yeah. or emailing her the program. No, like, no, we had them fancy Zoom thing. Yeah. That, that's what I did. And I use that now. I'm ready now for 2016. Starting 2016, I'm going to launch the Get Ready for the Road Carnival program. You understand me? And I launched that program with two other, two of my brethren who also do training. Yes. We launched a program. The program was such a massive success. Yeah, I understand me? We have persons, the individuals that sign up into that 12-week program. They lost, the, you know, the same, so they got through the same thing right. that I do. And it's the same type of training thing. When that program finished now, Carnival finished, I then now look at what's my next step now. Right. This is what I want to do now fully. I have my brother again who encouraged me. So, you know, I went and I got my certification and everything, etc. cetera. By One that thing time, with you, brother, every single time you elevated and you learned something, you went and you got your certification. Yeah, you man. Yeah, yeah, you have to know exactly. Elevated. Yeah, man, you have to know where I do. So my brother now, at this time now, he was living in, in, in Toronto. And he's now, you know, a big man now in him own fitness right now yes. over there. And they do a lot of military style training. That's what their gym is known for. They're... The gym is actually owned by, I think, military people. That's what right. they're known for. Um, so I spent 2016 traveling a lot, going to Canada to just kind of understudy. You understand me? And then also doing my program that I launched. I launched my program out of my own, where I became a nuisance to my neighbors. My neighbors <laughs> may get me put from Nepal. I had to close down shop. Nepal draw down for me. I have to close down shop because when you come on my... When you come on the avenue, we take over the road. You yes. understand me? Uh, my, husband is, my husband is such a darling because the amount of nights will make a female a man in time. And if you get where I'm coming from. Um, and then also, he also assisted me in that year also with my program. So whenever I travel, um, you know, because I go, go in between the States or Canada. Yes. You know, understudying different people. 
You notice I didn't do it here in Jamaica because I didn't want to be like anybody else out here. I need the fitness industry is so big. Yeah, the, the, the fitness industry is so big. You have to find what your niche is. And what I'm seeing now is everybody's trying to be in the same niche market, which don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to do was to be different. So when I say to when I say to you, Terry, that my price is ten dollars, you now negotiate my price. Amen. Because this is what my ten dollars is giving you. you Amen. I mean? So whenever whenever I travel, I normally like would go up on the weekends and stuff to you know to do stuff, etc. My husband is the one who will get up and get up and train for me and then go for work. You understand me upon weekend and we carry the clients and wherever I need to, you understand me? So, so, I, so I was able to grow. So I spent that 2016 putting, putting in the work. And then again, I start meeting the right people again. Yes. So I never know Debbie Bissoon Pat, Adam. Pat, Pat, it, Pat, let me tell you something. It's the universe. The universe conspires when you start to act and think a certain way you start to attract the right people to you, you know. And you don't know when they're coming, but they show up, and that's because that's the universe trying to get the right energy to, to meet with the right energy. I met Debbie a bit soon. I hey, Debbie. I some, somebody introduced me. Somebody said to me, I was trying to build my program, mm-hmm. and somebody said to me, Pat, I think you should train Debbie soon. I didn't even know who Debbie was. Yes. Debbie had some program, I think. I don't remember the name of the program. It was... Chian, Shelly, and Denise. That's what right, the person was explaining to right. me. So they told me the name, and they were telling me the other hosts on the program with Debbie, and I'm like, I still don't know who that is. You, don't have a you understand clue. me? You're busy working on I, your I don't, program. I, I don't have a clue. And they're like, but I think you should, I think you should reach out to mm-hmm. her and train her, da, 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 whatever. And the person made that connection. Um, Debbie came to the house, so we met each other, and... Debbie and I just clicked, clicked. You got from to day one. Debbie and I, yeah, Debbie and I clicked. She's one of my, she's one of my, she's one of my closest advisors right now. Awesome. My ball pan Debbie, my ball pan Debbie, my bones business ideas off of Debbie. I mean, no, no, yo, I don't know what I've not done with Debbie apart from, uh, yeah, I'm a beater up today. No, you beat her. I'm a beater up. So the relationship with Debbie and I started out with me training Debbie. Yes. You get where I'm coming from? Yes. But remember, I said to you that I, from the business element, the back end of the business element, I lack certain training. Mm-hmm. You get where I'm coming from? And I am now going into a market where I'm trying to figure out how it is that I'm going to stand apart from the other, the other it's trainers. It's going to be a business. And it's going to be a business. And how it is that I'm going to stand apart from, you know, which trainers? I wasn't even worried about the female trainers. Mm-hmm. How am I going to stand apart from the male trainers? Mm-hmm. You get where I'm coming from? So because, you know, you see them and macho and and da, 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 because my product is not competing with a female trainer if you get where i'm coming from my it's product would be a product that's that's competing with so how am i going to you know yeah. um so the, the 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 relationship with debbie and i changed from client client trainer to friends to she giving me a lot of business you know advice because i will come up with ideas like she would tell you like the ideas i'm you know very so good she, at she'll be like, she'll be like, you know, she'll be like, I don't know why you always doubt yourself. You know how to think of things and da, da, da. But I come up with it. I just don't know how to conceptualize it. Right. You get where I'm coming from? I don't know how to tie it in together. That same 2016 also, I was um, asked to talk on a panel, social media day panel. And that's how I met Crystal. Um, 
And she, you know, she was, you know, she was blown away by, I guess, my presentation or what it is that I spoke about. I right. don't know. But she, but she said to me, she want to try out a one session with me. Mm-hmm. She loved it. When she came to the house, she loved Agreed. the one session and she started, she, she started training with me. And again, our relationship moved from Blossomed. client trainer to a lot of times when I'm trying to, I have a business idea and I need to bring it, you know, logistically or to bring it forward. She again, so both she and Debbie together, they, they, they will also, so like I will have the idea, Terry, and the ideas are jumbled. Yeah, but that's, that's, but that's also beautiful because even listening to you, what it also shows you is that women do support women. You know, there's this narrative yes. that women yes. don't support and I, yes. and, and I am a product of, of being supported by a lot of women and a lot of us who are being lifted up right now in the background. I, we have women who are advising and helping us. Yes. And so we want to make it very clear that these stories are important yes. for other persons yes. to know it can be yes. done and it is yes. being done. Yes, yes. So these two women were there. And then now, you know, I can't leave out my little camera guys. Then. You understand? Yes. So all these videos. So I have all the gadgets then. All the gadgets that's necessary. Partner have this. Partner mm-hmm. to use them. Partner know to use them. You understand me? <laughs> so, you know, without the Carlington. I remember when I just Carlington started Carlington Silburn. Carlington Silburn. All those videos that you see that was going viral and all these things. Carlington Silburn. Carlington Silburn. Carlington, I've. I've, Carlington can tell you many relationships come from fat pat days. Fat pat days at bar school when he used to turn up on my house, me and him forgot train because he was a fit one. And me and him go gym and me and I don't have to hide from him because I'm lazy. I don't want to train me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He will tell you, man. He will tell you where I come from. Oh, well, he can't, he can't call you fat pat. Nobody can't call you no. fat pat no more. To where he will tell people, feed them and look for me now. You know, you know, you understand me? So Carlington is integral in getting my videos out there in terms of because I don't know if, I don't know if I put them together and it also and shows met, again as you rightfully said about having the right people people play right different team. roles right so you're going to have right persons team. who have great execution ideas persons right who team. have very good technological ideas so it's not good to just have a right. homogenous group where everybody do the same thing it's good for right you team. to have a mix right of people right team I met through Debbie now I met Calvin who is also my video. So he does on stage editing and shooting yes. and stuff like that. So I met Calvin through Debbie and Calvin also do my videos. You understand me? Wow. And then last year, is it last year? Last year, December again through Debbie. Can you know Debbie out there? And Debbie yes. out there. And yes. Like Beautiful soul. Again, again through Debbie, I met a guy that's called Chad. Mm-hmm. So Chad does my graphics and stuff for me. Chad also do video too, you know, but you know, graphics are more in thing when more do for me. So when you have uh, the Carlington and the Calvin mm. and the Chad, you see that team there? Them viral thing that way you see, them, you know, m- you know, the only thing that is constant with me is my training style and my demo. My de- what do you call it? Demure? Yeah, man, you're, you're demure. <laughs> The demure. Can me tell you, I'm not really so. Enough time, enough time, do all them look a bossy post here. I'm ever sending to my daughter for edit. No, I'm saying, look on it good. I'm I'm make sure it's everything thought out. Grammatical thing for me before. Okay, know, but do you know that that is what leaders do? Do you know that that is what leaders do? When I had a conversation <laughs> with Paul um, Bronson just yesterday, and Paul Bronson said, What leaders do best is that they double down on their strengths. They know what they know and they focus on what and, they know. And they said, He said, the things that they do good. The things that they mm-hmm. do mediocre and the things that they do bad, they delegate. Yeah. 
If you try to do everything, you will not be able to Candy. focus on the one thing you yeah. know how to do very, very well. And that's your role. Yeah. yeah. And all of this, so. I mean, the videos went out, people come on, people get their outcome. Do you look at where, because I've kept you for a very long time, and I know you probably have a client waiting for you somewhere. When you look at who, you know, Pat is now versus who she was yesterday, what would you, if you had the opportunity to speak back to the part of Tarant and the part of Merle Grove, what is the one thing you'd say to her? It doesn't even have to be advice. What is the one thing you would say to her? Keep pushing, baby girl. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. That's all. Because I would never change the chart of my life because it's, it, it is who, that is what has made me who I am. The only thing that I would have changed in my life is the part of my bitter divorce. Yes. You understand me? Um, because of the, and the only reason why I, I would have changed that is because of the hurt <laughs> that both parents, both parents caused my daughter. What That's is your the only thing? What is your biggest lesson of all the things you've gone through? Everything that you've seen, you've worked through, you've expanded, you've elevated, you've stopped, you've redirected, you've had disappointments, you 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 overcome. What is your biggest Life lesson. Fall down seven times, rise eight. Close and so no matter how you no matter no matter how you think you're not going to you're not gonna rise again. You can. And you will there's a old, there's a saying that says if you're not dead, not call it dead. Something like so you know them Listen, if you're not dead, man. not call it dead. Yes, yes man. Absolutely. Yes. And the That's, last question yeah. I have for you that I ask all my guests. This has just been a remarkable story because sometimes you I mean everybody see you. And you're just this beast. You are dominant. You're alpha. And then when you hear about all the things that has happened to you and all the areas that you've had to be vulnerable, you kind of go, wow, you see people, and you see book and you don't see chapter. You see book and you don't see chapter. You have been redirected so many times, up and down, hills and valleys. In your own words, redirection is? Growth. Growth. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. I've been trying to, I've been in this industry from 2016 and I've been trying to break over in the online market yes. from last year. Yes. And I was never able to break over in the online market last year. COVID came, you understand me? And COVID is a blessing and a curse, curse. For, and a curse for me, you understand me? But COVID has taught me to grow outside of my comfort zone. You remember I called you during COVID, um, Terry? Yes, and I broke down on you crying. That you remember? Was that, was a, that was a surprise call. And I remember. I remember yeah. it. And I was crying out hell because I was comfortable where I was in business. You understand me? Comfortable, you know, all the, you know, all the viral videos worked out well yes. for me. Um, all the work that I put in worked out well for me. And then the unknown came and disrupted that. Yes. You get where I'm coming from? Yes. And I didn't know, or I, 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 I couldn't figure out how to get out. Yeah, what and next? You, you know, what next? And you said to me, Pat, you're 10 steps ahead of the game already because you have a strong brand on social media. Yes. You understand me? You remember that conversation? Yes, ma'am. I, I said to you, but I don't know how to carry, because remember, you know, one of the things that works well in my program is my personality. Yeah. You can't fake it. I eat. I, you understand what I'm saying? How do I get my personality over digitally? 
Because mm-hmm. remember, I was trying to get that over from a year ago. And Correct. It wasn't happening. And it wasn't moving. It wasn't happening. And you said to me, Pat, you know, you can do it. You have been doing the work. You know, you know the conversation, whatever. And when that conversation ended, I spent the next two to three weeks around my house moping. Mm-hmm. While everybody was out pushing out their brand, trying, you know. And productive and capture, productive. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Trying to capture the online market. And after feeling sorry for myself for a few weeks, three weeks, I then said, all right, Pat, you have to do it. A time for the list. Yeah. And it forces me out of my comfort zone. A lot of the celebrities, I did something in April, mm-hmm. April, May, that's called a curfew and sweat series. I saw. I knew. I knew the only person. I know on that curfew and sweat series that I had was what? I think it was Spice. Mm-hmm. Out of all the celebrities. And Winford. Out of all the celebrities. I knew none of the other celebrities. You understand me? All I did was I reached out. Women are sliding at them DM. You get on yeah. from. I get, I get direct contact numbers. Or if I know somebody that know, you know, to kind and I call and I say, hey, I'm having this, you know, because this, this is now my advertising means of showing how it is that I do my Zoom training. And that it can so be had done to, remotely and online. Exactly. So I had to come out of my comfort zone. Yes, ma'am. You understand me? To grow into what my online... When I started online last year, I only had one client training online. Now I have over 300 odd clients training online only in 25 countries outside of the USA and Canada and Jamaica because I don't include them there. You understand me? 25 countries and all of this took place all of this took place between between june all of this took place between june and present from the from the work that i put in just by growing yes by coming out of my comfort zone and decide that your pattern I don't want to use the word pivot because we all get tired of the word pivot now in our fairness we all get tired of but it is what it is i it is what it is and i have to figure out how it is that I'm going to I'm going to move on because we all know that this industry is never going to go back to what it was before. Correct, correct. Pat, I had no idea, and and now that I've heard you speak and just give us glimpses of 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 what your life has been, I now understand why even your mental health tour became important to you. Yes, I understand yes. why now you used your brand and you used your platform yes. not just from yes. a profitable standpoint because there are people who just building them profit and then building them brand and them cool but yes. it's when people now take their brand and they use it in a very so in a in a socially intentional way and the best place to do is get it from the the, the, the youth because yes. they take their adulthood and it you affects them as they go through their journey you and I just to. want to take the opportunity to just say you're big up you know, I remember that phone call. You said you were on your couch and you were just crying. And, you know, to everybody who plays a part in everybody's redirection, whether it is to disappoint, because those people play a role. The people who mm-hmm. told you no, the people who were mean, the people who had bad things, they had a role in your life mm-hmm. to redirect you. And then when you were redirected, the persons who on your journey were there to know, say, all right, come and help you navigate. They have all helped to make this amazing brand that is Patrice White Dynamic Lifestyle. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if three years later, you develop yet another big brand. And when you do, we will have part two of this conversation. Yes or no, ma'am? <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever going to see me do any training with Patrice in the because <laughs> let me tell you, I got ball and I'm an ugly girl. Okay. 
but I respect Remember you duck out the curfew and sit there. Remember the one, the one with the Angafi? She reach out to me <laughs> and said, Terry, you Angafi? And I'm going to say, Patrice, not, from, not even on my mother's life. <laughs> and Garfine was like, Garfine was like, Pat, I am all game once you get Terry coming. You want Terry? <laughs> Pat, the reason why him put it on me is because him really knows same can't manage it and him know fair fuck I now gonna do it. Same say, if you get Terry, I will do it. But you know what? I'm, I'm ne- them said, don't never say never. Never say never. May I go bring my oxygen tank, may I go bring my nebulizer, and may I go bring my, my, my asthma. But I appreciate the work that you put into your brand. And I appreciate the work that you put into your, your clients. And if a lot of us who had our businesses were even a quarter as driven as you, we would have more sustainable and viable businesses. Pat, Dynamic Lifestyle, I thank you so very much for being in the redirection seat. I thank you for your honesty, your, 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 your openness, and your, your, just your transparency. Because I think something, many things that you said today would have inspired a lot of listeners and I promise that I will share the feedback with you wherever your path takes you I know that it will be absolutely dynamic thank you so very much and you have a fantastic you, rest of 2020 <laughs> love thank you mama <laughs> all right